So welcome to another episode of the Swamp Inside Ford Athletics. I'm your host, Anthony Beck, along with my co-host. Jerry Brown. What's going on, guys? How y'all doing tonight? Doing good, man. Doing good. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Watching my Dolphins put up a fight, you know. So it's a good night thus far. Yeah. <laughs> but, we do. Um, we, we have a special guest on with us tonight, and you we've had him on before, and you know him from Rivals.com from Gators Territory, actually. We have Nick Delatore joining us, who's also a co-host of State, the Stadium Miguel podcast. So, Nick, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. Just as surprised as uh, both of you to watch the Dolphins with a, was a 6-3 lead at halftime on Thursday. Yes, sir. Former Florida great Jacoby Brissett. Came out there balling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him start. I was like, wait a minute. Is Tua is is still hurt? Let me not get Jerry started uh, on, on black quarterbacks at Florida. Let's not get, let's not, no, let's get, not get him going. No, the narrative is changing, bro. I, I think I might be done, bro. Every time I curse them, they suck. I can't do it no more. <laughs> you're, yeah, I'm, you're, I'm, you're the reason. I'm gonna need you to start yeah. trashing them so I, they'll I, be good. I, I, no, I, I genuinely think I'm the reason, bro. I think I need to quit. I'm gonna burn some from, sage around you. Yeah, I'm retiring from the NAACP. Uh, hey, 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 you can't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go that far. <laughs> Before we get started, I just I hate to do this. I want to brag on myself, but by the time this pod drops tomorrow morning. Yours truly here will be 29, so my dog. I'm preparing for that, by the way. I'm preparing for all the messages that's about to flood my phone because there's going to be a lot of them. But, <laughs> yep. Jerry, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think, yeah. we may have lo- I think we may have lost Nick. Uh, we'll try and get him back on, but. Yeah. Yeah, um. So with this show tonight, we're kind of going. We kind of recap the South Carolina game, but we're gonna get them. We're gonna get Nick's opinion on that as well because I, I did it yeah. again. Happy birthday! Yeah. Happy early birthday! I'm a I'm a November birthday too. Oh really? Yeah, Wait, my what, birthday's what? on Thanksgiving this year. It's the 25th. Oh, so it's still Scorpio season. No, oh no, I'm Sagittarius. Like, oh wait, oh, wait. you you, best you, you gotta go to the end. We are the best. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're the best. Yeah, bro. You know what? I should have known, bro. Nick and I have a lot in common. We're both trolls, but we're nice trolls. <laughs> I love it. Bro, I'm a nicer troll than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, it might be a low had, bar, Jerry. Had I known Nick was a Sagittarius. <laughs> no, no wonder he keeps getting ratioed on Twitter. Hmm. Bro, I don't and, know. And then, and then Jer- Jerry keeps getting suspended. So, yeah, y'all do have a lot in common. No, I'm getting now, suspended. Now I see why. The Sagittarius, they always cause trouble. <laughs> Man, we're I, just I young, it. wild, all, and free. Yep. It, it all makes sense now. <laughs> but, oh, yes, man. I'll be 29. I feel old. I'm not going to lie. You're not old, bro. What? Wait. You're in your prime. Wait till 30 hits. It all goes downhill at 30. Why does yeah, I was trying not to think about that. <laughs> it's true. Everyone that hits. I woke up on 30, got out of bed. I'm like, is my ankle creaking? Did I do something last night? Or is that like my new normal? <laughs> I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling that now. Body starts breaking down at 30. Uh, it's like you take one step and all of a sudden your ankle turns. You're like, hold on a minute. It's like, I'm just trying to walk. I mean, that's the truth. That's the truth. 
Not <laughs> yeah. Avery. Hey, bro, you can't be saying that, bro. We got another year of eligibility. We need some more defensive tackles because we're losing a few this year. So, yeah. Whatever yeah. you can, honestly, we need anything we can get. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into a lot of that tonight. I mean, yeah. Nick, I don't know if you heard our last show. Uh, we um had a, a state of the emergency show where um let's just say we have never heard Jerry as heated as he was. You know, because we were recapping the South Carolina game, so we kind of wanted to get your your thoughts on that game. Mm. You know, with the debacle that it was, because it was a debacle. I mean, I, I I got to South Carolina. I'm there, and I'm talking to some of the photographers, some of Florida's photographers, and um, I talked to Zach Goodall, and I hadn't even it hadn't even crossed my mind that Florida losing to South Carolina because it's not just a bad South Carolina team. It's like a historically bad pre-Spurrier era South Carolina team. Like, they're really bad. It had never crossed my mind that Florida um, could lose that game. So, I'm sitting there thinking, man, my mentions are going to be – I don't know if people really care about it anymore, but my mentions are going to be at least a little bit nicer after they win this. And Zach's like, what if they lose? And we were talking (laughs) about the players with the flu and – uh, and Anthony not being available and EJ's thumb being hurt. And, like, it, it hit me. And I was like, oh, my God, what if they lose? I'm like, it can't happen. There's no way. And then, I mean, it's 30 to 10 at one point, And I'm like, this yep. is just a disaster. And, and it, I mean, it was probably 10-10 was the last time the game even looked competitive. Because after that, um, it was just one-sided. And, and really there's been a bunch of times where I've watched Florida football games. I mean, my first year was 2013, so it happened a bunch He's... that year. Um, but that's one of the one of the times I can point to. I mean, like, I don't even know what team showed up. I don't know what I just watched. Don't know what I'm going to write about. Um, like, did not see it going that way, you know, whatsoever. And I, and I picked Georgia Southern to beat Florida back in 2013. That was just a – what I got, what? I got lucky. I got lucky. Uh, well, after Florida lost to Missouri that year, I I think in like a rage, I just yelled at Spivey. I'm like, I'm not picking them to win another game until they win one. And they just they hadn't won <laughs> until they got they lost every game before Georgia Southern. Spivey's like, What are you gonna do this week, Nick? And I said, Let's go Eagles. I'm picking Georgia Southern to win it, expecting that my pick would be wrong, and it wasn't. Um, I might get to that point. I might, I might pick Sanford to win this week. Who knows? I'm going to that game. So if Sanford wins that week, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't if, know what I'm doing. If, if Sanford wins that week, uh, Jerry, I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know we're not doing the show next week because we're gonna take a mental health week. No, man, I'm telling you, we have to because <laughs> last week I needed it. Honestly, I was, I was like, my bro, my girlfriend's like, you shouldn't let football do you like this, and I'm like, you're right. So I had to take a little mental health break, bro. It was bad. If we lose that game, you you heard me on the last show because of the South Carolina loss. We lose this game, the Sanford. Um, hey man, it's just a just a couple, of, just a couple four and five football teams trying to have some fun on Saturday at noon. That's all it is. Yeah, but um, I, I I'm gonna have to quit my job. If we lose that game. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to quit my job because because I mean I don't because in that game and watching it first of all because I, I said this before you knew it was a weird game when Emory came out and threw the first ten plays that so was I was like okay um okay something's something I just felt something was wrong when that happened yeah like, what did you think of that 
Well, I mean, I thought I thought the game plan, and Dan said the game plan was what I thought it would be. And it's like, listen, you should be able to blow this team off the line of scrimmage, offensive, offensive or defensive line. Um, so I thought, just run the ball, get home. You know, you should be able to run the ball well enough. I, I, I just don't know where the team that played against Alabama is, because um, mm-hmm. before, after the first two games, you know, I'm saying, hey, look, Florida's number one in the country in rushing. I was like, but we'll see if that's real or fake because you're about to play Alabama. Um, and they dominated Alabama for most of the game, for large parts of that game. They dominated Alabama up front, offensive yep. line and defensive line. And, yep. and you're thinking, okay, you, if you can do that, and as much, as, as much you know, crap as we've given the, the offensive line last year for not being able to run block, and then this year they've been great run blocking. For, uh, I, I think inconsistent probably, but – at times, great have been great run blocking. Um, you should be able to do that well enough just to run the ball and get out of Columbia with a win. And right. they got bullied up front on both lines of scrimmage. I mean, you look at South Carolina being able to run the ball. Um, like, where are my guys like Valentino, Newkirk, Truesdale, um, Gervon? Like, where where are these guys that that showed up? You know, against Alabama, where they, you know South Carolina's offensive line should not be getting a push. Um, so I was surprised, you know, I'm kind of all over the place, but I was surprised at both lines of scrimmage. We were talking about the offensive line. I thought Florida would run the ball almost like the 2013 trip up yep. to Columbia yep. when you had Skylar Morningweg and Will Muschamp was like, hey, let's pretend that he doesn't have any arms, one that he can throw with or one that he can't, and let's just run the ball. And I think that was Matt Jones and Kelvin Taylor that ran the ball like 50 times that night. It was. That's what I thought was going to be the game plan. And, yeah. you know, you come out in the first <laughs> – First 10 plays or passes, I mean, they're working. And I think a lot of it is Dan Mullen says the defense dictates what we do by what they're presenting. And sometimes I think you need to just be the alpha and say, we're going to dictate what the defense does. And they're going to have to change and alter to what we're going to do because what we do, we do it so well that we're going to do it whether you put nine in the box, eight in the box or what. Um, you know, I, I didn't think that the game, the recipe for success would be to throw as much as Florida did, um, but they had some success with it early. So that's probably why they stuck with it for a little bit. Right, man. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I, I was a little optimistic when I saw Emory throwing the ball pretty well. He looked pretty calm and, you know, everything the offensive line was holding up. So I was encouraged. And then at just some point it was like, it went away and we couldn't get a push. And then, Tried to run a little bit, and then we just completely just went away from it. So, I, you know, at that point, I was like, yeah, it's going to be one of those games. And then once Emory fumbled the ball at his, like, own 15, I, I knew. I knew what we were in store for, honestly, man. Yeah, for me, it, it kind of just felt like they just quit. Like, once they got down, it almost felt like they just quit. And um, that's that was one thing that concerned me because I was wondering the same thing. Where is the team that played against Alabama because – that was a completely different team. That was a team that was dialed in. They wanted – they seemed like they wanted to be there. They played really hard, and it's like everything was working. They just – except special teams. But for the most part, they played really well. They played well enough to win that game. They probably should have won that game. And then it was almost just like a completely different team in Columbia, and I was just shocked at not only the fact they lost, but just the way they lost. It was disturbing to, yeah, to, I think- me, to be honest. I think – and I'm not trying to make myself sound better, but, uh, you know, or, or bigger than, than, you know, fans, but I try to I, – I don't like saying people quit. 
And I, I, I yeah. see that a lot. Like, hey, team, a team quit, you know, and, and I've got like personal relationships with coaches and players. And, and that's probably the last thing me as a competitor that I want to hear. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if I would say it yet, but I probably got close to saying it in the second half. Like, I, I didn't feel like Florida was out there competing the way they, yeah. they were earlier in the season or even earlier in that game. You know, it got to the second half, the second half of that game, and I thought, hey, I, I, they look like they're just ready to, like, can we get to double zeros and can we get on that plane right. and get back home? Yeah, right. I mean, because you being a former athlete, Jerry being a former athlete, me being a former athlete, we kind of you know, like... know, like, when, <laughs> when it seems like that. I mean – I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but I mean, that's just what that's just what it looked like to me. And as a result of that game, Jerry, when we did our state of emergency, this news did not break during the show; it broke afterwards. Yep. We have relieved two coaches of their duties: Todd Grantham as defense coordinator and John Hevesy as offensive line coach. What What was your initial? What was your reaction like? Were you surprised at the timing of it? Or the fact that it happened before the end of the season or anything? Like, were you surprised by that? Um, I was surprised. So, I, I, I mean, I've, I've long said, like, if, if Dan Mullen has a coaching staff, John Hevesy will be on it. And then about a month – I mean, they've been, they've been on the same coaching staff since 2001 at Bowling Green under Urban. Um, so, to me, I was very surprised. A month – about a month ago, I started hearing Hevesy might be gone um, after the year. And I didn't, I didn't believe it. I thought, like I said, if – Dan's got an option. Hevesy's uh, going to be his offensive line coach. I think I think I believe Dan, and that, that might make some people laugh, uh, but I think I believe Dan when he said he was going to make the move after the year. I think what happens is you have a historically bad loss like that, yeah. and there's probably yeah. some pressure to, hey, make a move now. Um, if you're trying – if you have to fire a friend like Dan just did – you know, he can do it after the year. He can bury it during, you know, uh, you know, let the news leak the day of, like, championship Sunday or championship Saturday, like right before the SC championship. Hey, John Hevesy's fired. And, and it kind of gets buried, and it's less embarrassing. It's not it's, – it's always going to be embarrassing to have your friend fire you, but I think Dan right. wanted to be able to kind of control the narrative in that way. And because of the way Florida's season has been going, they're like – the A block of Sports Center every week. I mean, it's it's either you know Florida losing another bad game or something stupid Dan has said that gets blown up and, and run around. You know they're they've been in the news and now you're in a you're leading another news cycle by firing a guy that you've coached with for 20 years on the tail end of a three game losing streak in the middle of the season with three games left. So I think you know that's more of a slap in the face. And if you ask John Hevesy. Um, Mikey, you kicked off, uh, kicked off the airwaves with his answer, but um, I think he viewed it that way. So I, I don't know if Dan made the decision to do it right now on his own, but I, I believe him when he says, hey, I think we'd gone past a point and I was going to have to do this at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, I was shocked that Hevesy was going because I thought, because I heard that there, were, there might be multiple coaches gone. Truth be told, I thought it would be Grantham and a whole other person. Yeah, I, John Hevesy was not the name that crossed my mind as somebody that would be fired. Like I, I didn't think that at all because, like you said, they coached together since two thousand one. Right. So, and I know that had to have been a difficult conversation too. Yeah, it could not have been easy. I mean, 
Dan's 49, so he was 20. He wasn't even 30. He was your age when he when he started coaching football with John Hevesy. Um, that's insane. That's a, that's a long time to be with one guy. Like, that's your dude. Um, I don't know if it's – so what, what I think happened is Dan decided not – last year the heat was not on Dan Mullen at all. The heat was on Todd Grantham. And yep. the, the decision Dan made to keep Todd shifted that spotlight, that heat, from Todd – to Dan, it's okay. Listen, I'm still going to be mad at Todd, but now you're allowing this to happen. Mm-hmm. Now I, all the anger I have for Todd, we're not like having it. We're putting that same, that same stress, that same energy that we're putting in towards Todd. We're putting it on you now too. And, and now yeah. I wonder if, if, if Dan doesn't, if Dan keeps his job, does that transfer to Scott Strickland next year? I mean, he's already under heat because right. of uh, women's basketball. Uh, I mean, the soccer team was not good and I, I don't follow it closely enough to know if maybe Becky, you know, hadn't been recruiting the same way and maybe, you know, coach Amato got, you know, uh, didn't get a great team, but soccer was terrible. Um, there, poor Mike White, Mike White's catching straight bullets from the drive-by you know, <laughs> Dan's house. My guy had, my guy's one to know and has a great recruiting class and they want, you know, they want him gone too. Yep. Um, but now I wonder if, if, if you don't, get rid of Dan Mullen, does that then same thing happen? Does that then just shift to, to Scott's desk and to, and to Scott's job? Um, right now, when they restructured Mullen, he got, he got a raise. But if they fire Mullen today while we're taping this, they pay him $12 million, six up front, uh, a million a year for the next six years. If they fire him a year from today, it's the same deal. If they fire him two years from today, it's the same deal. The difference this year is you have six – offensive co- or six assistant coaches who are on expiring contracts. Um, two of them, <clears throat> one was Grantham, one was Hevesy. Um, I think then it's Knox, Brewster, um, Billy, and I'm missing one more. There's one more. I think David Turner maybe. There's six coaches that are on expiring deals. So you're going to have some decisions to make, and I think Florida will, will continue making more coaching moves. When you hire a new defensive coordinator, you're not going to say, hey, these are the three guys you have to coach with. You're going to let him pick his own guys. Um, so that could result in more changes there. If you are trying to get a coach to sign up for a coach on the hot seat, you know, and, and whether it's true or not, the perception is Dan Mullen's on the hot seat. Now you're going to have to give those guys who are going to take those jobs either more than fair market value or extra years. And then if you decide to fire Dan Mullen a year from now, now you've got these longer contracts or above fair market value contracts that you're going to have to pay out in buyouts on top of paying Dan and then paying a whole new staff. So like, I, I, I still think, and you guys can call me crazy. I still think Dan can win a championship here. I still think he's a great offensive mind. They need mm-hmm. he needs to wake up and get some good recruiters around him and realize that you can't like Kirby was talking directly to him after that Georgia game. You can't out coach, you can't out scheme right. players. Um, so I think he can. He needs to change. And I think Scott Strickland believes that Dan is that guy and that he can change. I don't think Dan's job is in jeopardy unless you go up, you know, lose to Georgia. I mean, shoot, if you lose to – I almost called him Georgia Southern. <laughs> if you lose to Sanford, <laughs> if you lose to Sanford, or if you go up to Columbia, Missouri, and lay an egg like you did in Columbia, South Carolina, I could see him being fired. I just don't see it happening. I, I mean, I didn't see South Carolina happening either, so. Right, um, right. 
Right. So that's interesting to me. But to, to me, that's an interesting thing. And, and that's probably something Scott Strickland, you know, he's, he's aware of, you know, his coaches contracts and, and what's going on. You know, if you're looking to be financially responsible, you know, moving on from the head coach is going to cost you the same now as it would, you know, three, four years from now. Right. Right. And, um, yeah. Jer- and, um, the, the thing for me, um, mm-hmm. is like I said, he, he can't lose. Like we said, he can't lose. He can't lose any more games because I think to. if you lose oh. even one more game, yeah, he's, <laughs> we're, he's we're back to remember the Titans here. If you lose one more <laughs> game, they're going to fire you. <laughs> Yeah, they get that. That whole part was where I was watching that movie. He says, "You lose game of fire." I was like, "What?" Yeah, man. Like for me personally, I just want to see us like fight. Like there has to be a sense of urgency because I feel like in the, in the South Carolina game, the guys like their attitudes just completely changed. And we spoke about this before. Jacob Copeland, like he his his body language is terrible. You know what I mean? So when has it been good? That's right. That's true. That's true. And I, you know, I tweeted about him the other day. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, you blocked. You know, Cope is a special, in my opinion, a special talent. But like, mm. if your head's not in, if you don't want to be somewhere, you're not gonna perform. And like, yeah. I feel like, even since last year, man, like he just, it just doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Like, it look like he doesn't want to be there. If you're not throwing him the ball, then he's kind of like disengaged. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know you can be that. I don't know you can turn the switch on and off like that. You know what I mean? I think you either right. are engaged or you aren't. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, as a former receiver, you have to stay engaged regardless because you never know when the ball is going to come to you. Because mm-hmm. there have been times this year where the ball has come to him, but Bro, he has really? held on to it. So you have to stay engaged and just keep working. I mean, the ball is going to come to you. You just, you just have, you can't have body, your body language can't be that bad out there. I mean, I know you want to get the ball thrown to you, but you, you just have to be patient. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like if I think the, the passing the end zone, I don't know, maybe I couldn't see well, but Emory threw it. I think it was a little bit high, but Cope didn't even put his hands up. And I was like, dude, really? Like insane stuff to see, man. It's terrible. It um it, it's interesting. I think we I think at least on defense, C Rob is is a is a really well respected and liked coach in that locker room. So I think you right. you you'll see um, some renewed energy from from at least the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and I mean honestly, if we're gonna keep it a buck, the defense hasn't been the issue in some of these games. They have the defenses outperformed the offense, and we're talking yep. about. I mean, I said it. I might might even put this on you guys. I said it. I think Dan Mullen's a, a, a great offensive mind. Florida's defense has been better than their offense at times this year. Yes, so, yes. Um, yep. I'm not trying to say that, you know, the Ty Grantham should have gotten an extension or something like that. But, even though you did say it <laughs> as a joke, I'm still working on my sarcasm font. Twitter won't put it in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're, you're right, though. You're 100% right. The, the defense has looked better than the offense at times. And, Oh God! I can't believe them words even left my mouth. I mean, <laughs> as, as much as this defense has been gashed, they, I mean they they have looked a lot better. But speaking of defensive coordinators, I saw your your hot board that you had put out. There's one name that kind of stuck out to me. Like for some for some reason, I just keep coming back to this guy. But 
what do you think the fit would be if Doug Belt were to come were to come do defense coordinator? Because that's the guy that's kind of up and coming. He's young. He can relate to these kids. And even though it's in the AAC, that Houston defense is really, really good. So what do you think the fit would be like with him, with the with the players that we have? Yeah, with my list, I was trying to get uh, – obviously, you know, I, I want to hit on, on the names that I keep seeing, even if I don't think that they're a viable option. Like, uh, people want Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong's now mm-hmm. 61, um, hasn't called a defense in a decade, and because of the operation he was running at USF, wouldn't even be able to call plays for you against Utah. He's got a one-game suspension whenever he returns back to college. Um, Florida's still on probation. Dan still has a show cause until the end of December. I don't think that's a move Florida's going to make. Um, a Dan Lanning's a name that I put there. But like I said before, if you're going to have a coach who's even just perception-wise on the hot seat, why would Dan Lanning leave? And I get it. Right. It's Kirby's defense. It's never going to be Dan Lanning's defense. He needs to go somewhere else where he can be the guy. Well, you might only be the guy in Gainesville for a year before you're looking for a new job. You're going to have to find some names, whether it's NFL – um, position coach or somebody like Belk, who is a defensive coordinator, but in a, you know, I, I use air quotes, power six, because I don't think there's a power six. There's a power. Oh, I think we may have lost Nick. Oh, did we? Oh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, the thing about Charles Shaw, I keep saying that. I keep seeing that with Charlie Strong too, with some with some people mentioning him, because yeah, I mean he's in Jacksonville, so it's you know sort of a natural fit. So right. I, I have seen that as well. Nick, you were saying that you were talking about the Power Five. Yeah, uh, I mean you you got to find you know either a coach that's that's looking for a way up. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. The power the Power Five is the Power Five for a reason. I know that like the the other schools, the AAC, and them like to say that there's a Power Six. There's not. <laughs> they aren't making decisions um, like the Power Five are. And that would be interesting to me because he's kind of had a, a pretty quick ascension. Um, went back to back home. He's from Valdosta, just 90 minutes north of Gainesville. Um, sure. Started at Valdosta State, but then learned under Kirby and and uh, Nick Saban. At Alabama, he was there for three years. Um, and then quickly, West Virginia, Houston, immediately as a co-defensive coordinator in 2019. Um, and now an associate head coach, defensive coordinator, and coaching the safeties. I I think he is a guy that might say, okay, this is, this is my opportunity to get into a power five at a school like Florida in the SEC. They've got to have some good players. I can coach them up. And Dan's going to have the offense. I'm going to have the defense. I think that's intriguing. And and I get back to what I was saying before. You've got to find somebody. Like, you're not going to go and get Oregon's defensive coordinator, uh, Rooster, to leave Oregon where he's super right. safe under Mario Cristobal to come to Florida, uh, you know, to sit on Dan's hot seat with him. So that's why I think Doug Belk, age, um, what they're doing on defense there in Houston, I think that's why his name has kind of risen to the top now. You got to think, okay, well, does he want to hitch his wagon to Dan? And I think that's going to be the question. I think that's why Monday when we were talking to Dan, he starts selling immediately. You know, this is a great place. I'm a great guy to work for. I'm loyal, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think that's, you know, that part of the press conference was Dan's PSA to anybody listening. Um, but I've already had a bunch of coaches asking me it, it, for like a month now, uh, Division One coaches, Power Five coaches, uh, group of six coaches talking to me about 
what's going on at Florida, what's happening. Um, so, so I know there's interest, but I, you know, when you start firing guys mid season, some of them start to look and say, Hey, maybe the grass isn't greener. Right. Right. And I mean, I couldn't blame them. Like if I was a new and upcoming, even an experienced, uh, you know, position coach coordinator, I look and I'm like, if I was on Twitter as a coordinator and I saw some of our fans, bro, I'd be like, ah, I don't know about this. Cause you know, we're impatient, but at the same time, it rightfully so because we, you know, we know the standards. So like, yeah, like, bro. We I was going to say, what, what happens if they audit your, one of your many accounts, Jerry? Huh? What if they're auditing one of your many accounts or, or the accounts that are still active? <laughs> None of them are active, by the way. It's gone forever. That one, that one's done. But it's just, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, speaking on that, uh, you're bringing in somebody that is, you know, looking to go up. So, do you think C Rob is a serious candidate for our court defensive coordinator position? And is he going to run the same defense that Todd did, as people think? So, I want him to be because I because I like him personally, and that and that's part of the job, you know. As uh, you know, beat writers, you know, we're on the uh, on the day to day news grind. Like you get to know these people. I really like C Rob personally, so I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm going to root for him to do well, whether it's at Florida or. You know, if he goes to Akron, you know, I'll still follow C-Rob's career wherever he goes. I think it's interesting. And um, I said it – it's a little different on defense, but I said it last year. There aren't a lot of black um, offensive head coaches or even – you look in the NFL, even black offensive coordinators. So I was like, Dan – not that Brian Johnson wasn't deserving and, and Dan was, you know, just doing it because he was African-American, but I think Dan did Brian a solid by making him the offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Last year. Because, like, hey, even though it's my offense and that's going to be the perception, you can call all 100 plays on a Saturday and people will go, man, Dan, your offense was great. Um, he did C- or he did Brian a, a solid. And I think what he's doing for a young coach, C-Rob's only 31, is, hey, listen, you played under you played under Todd. You GA'd under Todd. You've only ever coached under Todd. You're going to get a three-week audition, whether it's for us or for somebody else to show that you're not just Todd Grantham Jr., that you have your own right. thoughts, that you have your own plays, that you can manage a game on your own, and that's not him. So I love the opportunity for C-Rob. I was, I was a little a little butthurt about, you know, how angry fans were about it. The only other coach, the only coach on defense that had play-calling experience would be crime. Um, so I thought that would be the guy that they went with, but I, I, I think Dan's doing a solid for C Rob. I mean, he's so, he's so young, brand new to coaching really. Uh, and, and to have the opportunity, even if it's only, you know, at the end, the tail end of a, a bad season um, and, and, you know, nobody cares. It's an opportunity to put stuff on tape and say, Hey, this is what I can do as a defensive coordinator. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, for me personally, I think, I think, I think um, C-Rob is going to kind of try and simplify the defense. I don't think um, he's yeah. going to run the same exact system Todd ran. I think he's going to try and simplify things, you know, kind of make it easier on these guys, you know, because he's he's kind of new at calling the plays. But, I mean, hey, I mean, if he's a candidate, hey, I, I wouldn't be too bad at it, especially if the defense looks a lot better under him. But, you know, speaking well, of I, I probably you know, I probably talked to the wrong person. I talked – Uh-oh. 
Oh, did we did we lose? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we'll we'll get him back on. But you know, I was going to. I'm gonna wait till he gets back on. But yeah, um, I thought that was interesting because I thought they were gonna go with McGriff as well, the call plays because he has experience doing it. But you know, I was surprised it was C Rob. But I mean, we're mm. gonna throw names on there. Nick, go ahead and throw my name in there because uh, I think I want to apply for that job as well. <laughs> what, what, what's your I, what's your starting salary? Uh, what 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 was Todd making again? <laughs> we're not we're not starting at Todd. <laughs> <laughs> we're not starting at one point eight. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't gonna start. That. I was gonna say maybe one, maybe maybe a million. I mean, we can do that. I mean, that that's not too bad. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, I'll take it too. I mean, I, I mean, I'll do it. I mean, I, I'll just like I said, I'll just pull a coach Yelson. Remember the Titans, mm-hmm. they've been across the line of scrimmage. If they do, every single one of y'all coming out the game. It, it's interesting what you said about C Robin simplifying things. I probably called the wrong former player. I was driving back from College Station to Houston where my flight was last year in 2020. And I called Juwan Taylor, and I was like, hey, man, like, th- these guys don't – they're not lined up. It doesn't seem like they're processing this stuff fast enough. Is this defense too complicated? And he's like, no. And then at the time, he was like, look at the guys that are playing, too. They've been here three years. They've been here four years. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be complicated. But I think I've always said it was kind of like when – um you know, it, it, who was in the safety? It was like Nick Washington and Marcel Harris. Yep, like, yep. If you put the two of them together – you've got an all-American safety. It's like Nick knows everything, but just isn't in <laughs> position to make the play. Right. And Marcel's kind of just reacting to what he sees, but didn't know what the play call was. And now Marcel's having a career with the Niners. Um, and, and, but then you look at, like, Torian Gray, uh, who was, you know, the scapegoat last year. Marco Wilson's having a great working yep. season um, oh, yeah. in Arizona. You're, you're watching a lot of guys leave this defense, and, and I think – you're watching them have success at the next level, and you're thinking, okay, well, Torian Gray didn't forget how to how to coach cornerbacks. His cornerbacks have have the most the most interceptions in the SEC. He yep. wasn't the issue. So you, at some point, you, you have to circle back. And I think you know we had some scapegoats and some sacrificial lambs last year, uh, yes, and maybe it is Todd. And, and listen, uh, C Rob's probably in that same boat as T uh, or as um. Yeah, C. Rob's probably in the yep. same the same boat as as um, Jawan when I was talking to him. He's probably smart enough. He gets it. He has to have gotten it because he played for him, GA'd under him, and did all this. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got to look at it and you know, kind of from a thirty thousand feet above, and say, just because I understand it doesn't mean that this guy does. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be interesting even, to see. Yeah, you can even look at Ron English at Purdue. I mean, Purdue's secondary yeah. their pass defense is like what. 12th in the country, and mm-hmm. he's yeah. coaching safeties there. So it makes you wonder, like you said, was it really Torian Gray and Ryan English? Because their secondary so. seem to be doing pretty good at their yeah. respective schools. Sorry so, the wrong guys in 2020. And it's we funny you bring did. that up because Jerry and I actually did a space on Twitter last week. And um, guess who Is that the me? one where, where y'all got coping in trouble? Wait, what? what? He got in trouble? I don't think he got in trouble. People just saw that it was called like Fire Todd Grantham and Cope. Oh Hockey. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he was in it, but um, also Adam <laughs> Schuler was in it, and yep. we asked we asked him about the scheme about Todd Grantham's scheme. He, he said he pretty much said the same thing. It's not complicated. What you need in there is you know older players that that know the system because 
I mean, they're they they've been there longer. They know the system. Then, mm-hmm. of course, they're gonna it's gonna look good. He said because when they were there, you know, they the reason why they looked so good is because they had a bunch of older players playing. And right. like now they have younger guys playing, and so it's much more difficult because now they 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 haven't had a whole lot of time to develop. And I thought you can't okay, play well, you can't play defense slow if you're thinking. Yeah, you already right. have to react to what the offense is doing, and now if you're thinking. On top of reacting, you're you're going to be a step slow, and a step slow is when exactly. you know that guy finishes his doctorate degree in 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 the uh, end zone before anyone's you know able to get near him for a touchdown. <laughs> oh God, I, I cannot. I'm not even going to lie. I saw that the South Carolina Twitter account do that, and I kid you not. As much as I wanted to be so mad at that, Charles, I couldn't even be mad. I, I was laughing. I was like, you know what? They they deserve to do this because they beat us and he pretty much did everything in that video that he he did in his he that's pretty much everything he did he ordered he also ordered what he didn't do he didn't, he ordered a pizza you know for his future for his future children um you know he probably went to the hospital delivered a child too while he was at he, it but he bought a house he went through escrow exactly. <laughs> Invested all his money and made some millions doing that. I mean, listen, I and and I've tried to figure it out. Like, listen, I, I've I've never had. I mean, I guess I worked at, I worked at Publix right at a, right when I stopped playing baseball. I worked at Publix for a year. But I've never had like a nine to five job, so I know that people use like sports to as an outlet. But like, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're just getting laughed at. And if you got yeah. mad at South Carolina doing that, like that was funny. That was a. It was, that was a it funny was concept. They executed it well. Um, so to me, I see that and I'm like, man, if somebody – I've had people tell me before, they're like, you should run Florida's Twitter. I was like, I would get fired. It might take me <laughs> – in, in like three tweets, I would get fired. Florida, Florida, get me all up out of there. And then I look at yeah. like what, what Ole Miss is doing. I'm like, maybe I could run Lane Kiffin's Twitter. I could probably I could probably run Lane's. He'd let me have he, – he'd let me do what I want to do. He'd let you have free reign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was hilarious. And shout out to Josh Van for finishing his degree. I mean, I love seeing that from all all athletes in all series. I love seeing that athletes that actually care about their schoolwork. I'm all for that. Please, athletes out there, please care about your schoolwork because if the pro football or pro basketball, it doesn't matter what sport it is, if it doesn't work out, have, have your degree. That way, you're going to be set for life. We 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 want to help y'all. Seriously. And even and even the guys that do get to the league, uh, whether it be basketball, uh, football, baseball, whatever, um, that's it's the NFL is not for long for a reason. Um, I talked to a lot of guys who play baseball at Florida. Um, unless you get that big signing bonus, you're you're living off you're you're you know you're on you're on some tiny checks in the minors. So it, it's a small percentage to even get the chance to get there. Um, they can't take that degree away from you. So. Right. On it. I, I, I've heard the stories about the ideas in my league. Like, oof. Oh, no, no, no. That, that, is, that is depressing. It, it makes you want to be in college for like six years and hope you can get to the majors <laughs> right away. Because <laughs> that is depressing. I, I, there ain't no way in the world. You can't catch me riding the bus. I'm sitting here hitting home run at home run, just balling. And I'm stuck in high A ball and somewhere in. Greer Town, North Carolina, something, something like that. <laughs> no, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Be be scared for my life, but um, yeah. Um, is speaking of, but um, coaching wise, with the with the offensive line, 
coaching position being open. Are there any guys that you're looking at there? I mean, that that you would like to see Florida go after? You got to be a real sicko to have an offensive line coaching board. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't gotten there. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, I do, I do like Herb Hand. I, he's someone who um, I think every time. I mean, I've been through Dan's the Dan's the third head coach I've covered. So Herb Hand's a name that always pops up when uh, when you know coaching changes happen. I think he's down at UCF right now. Obviously, everyone loves and knows the name Phil Troutwine. At Penn State, I don't know that Penn State's offensive lines have been that much better than Florida's, um, you know. But you need when it comes down to you can it, recruit, though. <laughs> when it comes down, that's what that's what I was just saying. When it comes down to it, like, listen, I don't know if Dan's ever going to be that Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart recruiter. And if you if you're not going to be that guy, you need to surround yourself with people who are passionate and are going to be that guy. Um, you got, and I think Todd Grantham, I still think Todd Grantham can be a good defensive coordinator. <clears throat> the time at Florida was done. <clears throat> overdue. Excuse yeah, me. It was. <clears throat> was overdue. Um, but you you got rid of two basically empty suits. Like, these guys weren't recruiting. Hevesy, Grantham were not recruiting. I think um, Mahmoud Diabate, I think Todd Grantham was probably the lead for his recruitment. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't run down like a, a long list of guys on Florida's defense where I could say, oh yeah, they came here because of Ty Grantham. So you need to get guys that are going to be passionate and and want to go out and recruit. And, and you know, you look at you look at someone like Kirby Smart, Urban, um, those guys. You know, like football, like the, the actual football season is almost like their off season. Like they they love recruiting and they love beating each other out to get a kid to sign with them. And I think so much of Dan's – Dan and, and his whole staff, I mean, most of the staff have been with him for more than a decade. Um, so much of their their process was, well, it was hard to recruit at Mississippi State. They had to find other ways. And they've had so much success. Nobody wanted Dak Prescott. Nobody wanted Nick Fitzgerald. And those were guys that they had a ton of success with. You can probably name 10, 15 offensive linemen that nobody wanted in high school that – John Hevesy coached and developed and, and brought right. to the NFL. But what happens is what Kirby said is right. When you don't recruit to the level of the teams you're playing, you can't overcome an injury. You can't overcome a bunch of penalties in a game. You're making your margin of error so thin and putting it all on your shoulders to have the perfect scheme, which then you aren't executing as a coach and you have to trust mm -hmm. the guys you recruited to execute. So even if you have, the perfect scheme to overcome your recruiting deficit, the recruiting deficit might come back to get you because now the guys you have on your team can't execute your perfect plan. So he needs to find some guys around him that are going to, if it's not going to be him to do it, he needs to find guys around him that are passionate and, and into recruiting. Yes, definitely. Because I mean, because I mean, it sounded like Kirk, and Florida and Georgia is a huge rivalry. It seemed like Kirby was literally trying to help Dan right there. That that was wild. No, honestly, man, yeah. Me like, he's literally trying to help you by saying what he said. I mean, yep. like you said, he's directly talking to him. But speaking of Kirby, I'm about ready to fight him after, after what happened today. <laughs> I'm just leaving it at that. I ain't going to bring that up, but I'm about ready to fight Kirby. That's all I'm going to say. It should be fighting Dan and the staff, bro. Yeah, him, him too, him too. There's a certain receivers coach that, that I'm a little upset with now, but I'm just leaving it at that. 
But um, yeah, um, you you got to have recruiters, you know. If is Greg if Greg Knox doesn't return, I mean, there's one guy I would love for us to go get, but I got a feeling there's no chance we get him back. Juwan Sider should have been on the staff the whole time. He should. Greg been. Knox shouldn't be here. The, ex- exactly, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm still not understanding that. I mean, you, you have, you have a, a great recruiter. The running back room would still be elite. And is he's also got to help call plays if need be because he's done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean, it's just decisions like that that we have to make because I, I, as of right now, I don't see it getting better. I mean, you know what they always say: it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, <laughs> how how worse are we expecting, man? Because if, I mean, <laughs> Jerry's like, do, do I need to go on vacation? To a yeah, place that doesn't bro. have Wi-Fi. Like, how bad <laughs> I, is it gonna get? I need to know because I I'm not trying to invest any more lies into anything for a minute, bro. I just I can't do it right now. Man, I I can see it now. If we lose to Sanford, Jerry's gonna be in like a on like an African safari somewhere, <laughs> or in the desert in Egypt somewhere, just trying to find some sort of <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be bad. Peace. <laughs> it's just because, like, bro, like all this hype that we had, you know, AR and Emory, and now like we're getting trolled because of how much we, you know, talk. We about told like, big lies. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, on this podcast, on Stephen we we told some lies. I, I admit, I told some lies. I will go ahead and put myself on front street. How, right how many how many touchdowns you said Emory was having? See, uh, that's where I was gonna go. how big a lot? Are we talking about Empire State Building lies? Where, oh, we're talking about you Empire, yeah, yeah, we talking Empire State Building lies. Like Bur- Burj Khalif, we're going even taller than the Empire State Building. How big were the lies? Tell tell him how many you said, Av. Tell him how many. I said 45 total, 34 <laughs> passes and 11 rushing. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, 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 was before, that was before Dan Mullen decided to get in his own way with the offense. And Let me, let me help you spin this. That's career totals. He's going to go on to, like, Louisiana Tech next year. Oh, and he's going, to have, he's going to have 40. So he's got 10 passing and three rushing. He's going to, he's going this- to go over if this man career. pulls a Jeff Driscoll, if he pulls a Jeff Driscoll and goes to Louisiana Tech and balls oh. out, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> to be honest, it's Florida. I can see it. Why not? Look, look. Um, think about it. Kobe Brissett left Florida, went to NC State, had a great career. He's yeah. he's playing for the Dolphins right now. Jeff Driscoll went to Louisiana Tech, had a great season, and got drafted. Mm. I don't want. I'm tired of quarterbacks leaving. Florida and, and being successful, remember, be successful at Florida, man. You remember Tyler Murphy left with the Boston College and like beat USC or something like that, bro? Oh God, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, where was this Tyler Murphy? What? <laughs> it's like it makes you wonder, like, where were these quarterbacks when they were at Florida? Reading, reading their uh, their Twitter mentions. Yeah, um, as well, bad as real it quick, is, now, real quick, like, touch on that because there there was. Jerry mentioned it, and I poked fun at it a little bit. Like, Florida, Florida's a meat grinder. I don't think the expectations are are ridiculous. I think mm-hmm. 
Florida, Georgia, who else in the East? I think Florida and Georgia are probably the only teams in the East that should have those expectations. I think LSU, yeah. Alabama, and Texas A&M should have those just because, of, I mean, you're, you're paying Jimbo Fisher in stolen Egyptian gold. Like, he, is, he gets paid so much money now yes. that the U.S. currency doesn't hold weight anymore. They have to go to King Tut's tomb to pay him weekly. Um, so I think those three teams should have those expectations. But Florida's a meat grinder, man. Like, look back at it. Like, the last six coaches, if, if we're saying that – and I think Dan Mullen's cracking a little bit. If Dan Mullen flames out at Florida, then the Florida job will have broken four of the last six coaches. The other two, Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer, have won, won national championships. Um, and you can even argue that maybe Florida broke, broke Urban Meyer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but but I but I don't think that the expectations are ridiculous. I think Florida, you're the only SEC team in the state. It's one of the most talent rich states. If you get someone that can recruit, I think facilities are about to be getting close to on par with everybody else. Like, right, right. you're not you're not selling a 1970 Ford Pinto when you're recruiting. You're selling the flagship university in a talent rich state. At a university that should be, and I think has shown, at least since Scott Strickland's been here, we'll pay for stuff. We'll build buildings. No problem. We got it. So, like, the investment from the athletic department since Scott Strickland's been there is is more than I've ever seen. So, I think the expectations should be high. Now, only one team's going to win a national championship. I think, you know, when people start saying Florida fans' expectations are are too unrealistic, listen, Will Muschamp never got to Atlanta. Um Jim McElwain got to Atlanta in a historically bad SEC East, backed up into Atlanta, and then got punched in the mouth and was, you know, Alabama scout team in Atlanta. So when people are saying, well, they're getting to Atlanta and the fans aren't happy, I'm like, well, you're not watching the games. I'm, I'm, I'm here paid to watch the games. I'm watching them. And, no, this is not like a national championship contending team. They got lucky to even get to Atlanta, and they got put in their place. So I don't think the expectations are crazy. Um I think they're they're super high, but I think it's warranted that they're high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like me, I was I was saying before, we are the University of Florida, so I understand. But I think given certain situations, like looking at who are returning, et cetera, you know, for me, I, I would say like I expected a ten and two, nine and three season, and you know, we're not playing up to that level, but. Yeah. You know, some fans expected like twelve and zero. You know, uh, we should beat Georgia and we should beat, you know, probably beat Alabama. But it's like, you know, when you look at it, man, we're still. I feel like we're still building, and I feel like as much as people want to hate, may hate to hear, this, we have to see what Dan Mullen does with the with the new, you know, staff. In my opinion, hmm. bro, because I hate to be that guy, but you know, who do we hire right now? And people are saying Lane Kiffin. You can't really say Lane Kiffin comes in and does something completely different than what Dan's doing, in my opinion. Like you just can't. You don't know. Lane Kiffin's never won anything, and he's never had a good defense. Right. <laughs> As Jerry, much, I would listen. say Jerry exclusively knows bro, Lane Kiffin. I, I'm telling you. He, he knows how Lane is. And Lane, and it's not like Lane's just this elite uh, recruiter either because, bro, he got beat out by Marshall in, I think, 2018, right? And later on in that year, in the regular season, we lost to Marshall. 2019, we lost to Marshall as well. So it's like Lane has his moments too, bro. I mean, he, he's not who people think he is, in my opinion. He has a an elite quarterback right now and a heck of an offense. But How dare you? 
That's my spirit animal you're talking about. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I've said I've said it all. I've said it all along. I would love to cover Lane Kiffin. Like I think, I think Lane and I have like a similar uh, sense of humor. Florida's right. not hiring Lane Kiffin. Like Lane Kiffin will come into Florida and like burn this place to the ground and then yes. leave. <laughs> yeah, and then leave. Exactly. And I will have. I will have so much fun covering it, but then, like, then I have to, like, then I'm still here. Then I'm picking yeah. up the pieces after Lane's like, peace out, yo. I'm going to be an analyst for Nick Saban. He's like, all right, thanks, Lane. Don't worry. I'll, I'll get the broom. Right, right. Well, I mean. I would love it, though. I would love it. I, I Sign me up for Lane Kiffin. I just don't think Florida will ever I, hire him. I think Nick just wants to run his Twitter account. That's what that, that is. That, that, too. That, too. <laughs> I, I can hear it in your voice. Lane Kiffin, Florida. I can, I, I can run his Twitter account. I mean, he, he's already a little outlandish. I can be really outlandish. Mm-hmm. Let me accentuate that for you, Lane. He's going to, like, at the coach of the, um, of the team that we're playing. He's going to, like, at Kirby Smart, and all of a sudden, now we're in big trouble. <laughs> like, Lane, I mean, Nick, what did you do? <laughs> I would be a fan favorite. That's what I would do. Yeah, um... But I mean, yeah, you're 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 right though. I mean, who are you gonna hire if Dan's gone? I mean, there's nobody really out there. I mean, you would almost have to go to the NFL and get like a coordinator or somebody like that. Right, right. Because it's your I, best I, I, option. I think Dan. I think Dan's safe, unless. And I mean, I thought Dan was safe before South Carolina. Um, you know, obviously, nothing is set in stone. Like if if Florida looks or has a result that they just had a week ago, anything can, anything can happen. Anything can change. Um, but I think Dan's safe. I think they'll win the next three games. I mean, like, don't have another Cotton Bowl uh, bowl game and uh, try to finish. Like, is it, is it even realistic that Florida can finish top 20 in recruiting? Right now, I think they're 35 right now on rivals. Right. Um, but, that, but that's the issue. You've got to get some guys – into Florida that are that have that mentality that Kirby Smart has in recruiting. I'll tell you right now, like I said, if we lose to Sanford, <clears throat> Dan Muller better not even make it. He better, he, he, we better hear on the inner on this loudspeaker. Everybody stay in your seats. We got a big announcement. <laughs> Mullen has been relieved of his duties. <laughs> he better not even make it to the locker room. If we you lose don't want to do a press conference, the, no, the press conference is canceled. <clears throat> Keep him out. Like no, uh, it's canceled. The press conference Scott, is canceled. Scott does the press conference. The he better he better not do no press conference with what he got going on right now. Actually, I'll take that back. You're right. Because he got he got he some, some he got some answer to we need answers. So yeah, he you're right. He doing the press conference if that happens. He doing the press conference because we're gonna we gonna ask him about Dan and then we're gonna ask him about his situation. I don't appreciate you putting uh this kind of evil on me. Uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be the one 48 hours 48 hours before florida sanford i don't appreciate you putting this evil on me about losing games to uh to fcs opponents hey you're gonna be in the you're gonna be in the press room so Uh, i'll I'll just leave i'll just go home go home (laughs) see y'all you know it's funny i could actually see you doing that (laughs) you're gonna be like yeah forget this i ain't got i can't do this Send me the send me the transcripts. I'll write my stories from home. I'm out of here. All <laughs> <laughs> right, but I mean, I, I just I just 
I want to be confident and say we would. I, I believe we're going to we're going to win this weekend. I mean, I I don't have any worry. Really we should. Worry I mean, about it. just feed Damian Pierce and call it a day. Please, because I, I said <laughs> last week, like for the love of God, can we run the ball? We need to run the ball fifty times against South Carolina. Pounding, pounding him down the middle, getting pretty much pushing his defensive line around. Did I just see an offensive line for the Dolphins catch a pass and score a touchdown? <laughs> Bro, no, we got holding. You gotta be kidding! <laughs> oh, wait, I'm, I'm those are, those offset. What are we doing here? Third down. Oh, oh he oh, wasn't supposed goodness. to touch the ball. I don't think so. Hey man, he was running like a running back though. I was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> That's a touchdown, bro, bro. I'm crying, bro. I mean, it's not legal. I mean, because he he was supposed to touch the ball, but yeah, um, I, I lost my train of thought seeing. That. I'm so far behind you guys. I'm about to watch this play. I'm about oh, my to bad. see this nonsense. Yeah, you're gonna laugh. That's all I'm gonna say. I hate but, the Dolphins, uh, <laughs> yeah, but oh no, no. What I was saying was like against South Carolina, what we should have did was ran the ball like 50 times. And just get like you said, just run it fifty times, get out of there. Run Win home. like that. <laughs> bro, what the heck did I just see, bro? <laughs> <laughs> we sorry, y'all. We watching this Dolphins game. <laughs> literally saw a line and catch a pass and score a touchdown. <laughs> but unfortunately it's coming back. <laughs> it was Is funny. It back? Oh, man, look at my guy. Full effort. Bro. Full effort, full extension. <laughs> He's, he's upside down. He weighs 300, 340 pounds. He's not supposed to be upside down. Still reaching the ball across the goal line. Oh, God, bro. That's the bro. kind of effort you're going to see on Saturday on defense. These guys are rallying around Christian Robinson. Man, that needs to happen. I need to see it. He said, my quarterback's in trouble. I got to make a play, even though I'm not supposed to. Get Big Dez the football. Hey, man, well, I, I want to see it. I, I want I want to see Dez lined up at tight end. I want to see him get one. I'm not even going to lie. Big Dez at tight end for the touchdown. I want to see that. And if I do see that, his if we see that, his NIL deal is going to go up. That's all I'm going to say. No, honestly, bro. We, I mean, we need it. We need it. Yeah, if Big Dez scores a touchdown this week on offense, his NIL hey. deals will skyrocket. Big meat. <laughs> And Nick's going to be a part of it. Pause. And by the way, by the way <laughs> just a shameless plug, join, people, join the Gator Collective. Mm. Join. Help these athletes out. And, what, and, uh, <laughs> you said what's what? Your guy, what's your guys' opinion on that? Because I, I, I can see from, like, the – from college coaches kind of all around the country, I can see that kind of changing. And they're realizing, like, listen, when Christian Robinson first got to Florida – Mm-hmm. He was making eighty thousand dollars. Gervon Dexter is making more than eighty thousand dollars oh, this year. Like, yeah, like, like yeah. Anthony Richardson is making more than eighty thousand dollars. Like you're going to be in a position now. Some of these coaches who are used to having this ultimate power, this ultimate control. If I tell you jump, don't ask me how high. Know exactly how high, and give me another inch on top of that. So like the whole dynamic of college football, I think with NIL, is shifting and going to be changing. Yeah, and I'm so. I'm wondering how these coaches are going to handle that. I mean, even though he hasn't done it yet, Dabo did say he would quit when the players started getting paid. He's mm-hmm. still coaching, but I love it for the kids. I mean, because they deserve it. I mean, mm-hmm. they're the ones going out there busting their tails, putting their bodies on the line 
and they're not seeing a dime from what the school makes. Mm-hmm. So I love it for them. I mean, make as much money as you can. I mean, you saw, we saw Spencer Rattler before, or not just not Spencer Rattler, Bryce Young, before he even started a game, he's making what, not what nine hundred thousand dollars or whatever it was. Well, that might have just been Nick Saban recruiting. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was. Nick Saban just might have been like, "Hey, our quarterback who's never played has got a million dollar deal." Well, he was right, six Nick. figures, I think. All right, Nick, I see you. I see you recruiting there, Nick. <laughs> I think he legit was making six figures though. He had a lot of deals. Yeah, I Spencer think- Rattler had a lot of deals. And DJ Uyunglele had a lot of deals, even though the last two quarterbacks I just named have not been good, and one's gotten benched. But still, they're making. And I don't know if you said that name correct, but you said it with your chest, and I, now I feel like that's the right pronunciation. Oh, it is. I I I I had it. I looked it up, and I heard some people say. I actually asked okay. a Clemson fan. How to pronounce it, and that's what he said. Uwe Younger that's what he said. So I was like, okay, you could have been wrong, it sounded right. I was gonna, I was gonna rock with it. Uwe Argovale, uh, I didn't rock with Jerry. See what I mean? Jerry didn't Ooh. say his, his chest. <laughs> Jerry sounded like a question is, is Uwe Younger And I do this because there's a recruit for it is going after it. Why we got you on here, tell Silk that when you talk about this certain recruit. And it's the Thomas kid from Niceville. This is how you pronounce his first name. Azaria. Oh. That's well, how you pronounce it. <laughs> the way the way things are going, we won't have to know his name. So. We don't have to know yeah, his yeah, name. yeah. As of right now, we don't. We don't but I will, I, I will say interest is starting to pick up a little bit from what I heard. A little bit more. That that tweet saying things just got interesting wasn't uh wasn't a coincidence. That's all I'll say. Does he want to play defense? Play yeah. Defense? Yeah, yeah, he's going to play defense. I don't know why he's not going to be a two-way player, because he should be. The kid is the lead on both sides of the ball. But, uh, yeah, it's Uyunga Malay for DJ at Clemson. It's, it's crazy. I don't know how I got that name right, but I get what, what what we're saying is, like, it's great for these kids. It's great for them to make, make this money, because, right. like you said, they deserve it. They deserve it. They really do. And it's not it, – I mean, because – we know how college students live. I mean, they're pretty much like normal students. Yeah, they may be on scholarship, but doesn't mean they have a whole lot of money. They can do anything. Athletes be struggling, man, literally. And some of them struggle more than the regular students. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a friend who played uh, baseball. He's played baseball. I think I was I was covering the team. I don't want to put his name out there, but he just finished about paying, just finished off Paying, paying, just finished paying off his student loans last year, and you're thinking, I mean, baseball's obviously different because uh, you're 11.7 scholarships, but people yeah. think like these kids get to college and they get everything handed to them and in a free degree. It's like, listen, bro, someone coming to Florida, a big time recruit. Hey, I want to be an engineer. Well, these engineering classes don't really go along with uh, lift. They don't go along with our our film. They don't go along with this. They get steered towards other things. So. You talk about free education, like not to knock it. Like, hey, if you get a degree from the University of Florida, that's awesome. But like, what are you doing with your faith, family, and community services degree? Right. Like in the in the real world, what are you doing yep. with that? So, okay. so I don't believe, and I don't subscribe to the you're getting a free degree, shut up and play. Um, it, it's not, you know, when when I went to college, I was able to pick whatever whatever degree I wanted to go after, and I don't know if that's the case for for every student athlete. So, I love I love the change. I, I am interested, and in, whenever coaches are asked about it, I kind of 
my ears perk up and I try to see what they're saying about it and what they think about it. Yeah, because my thing on it is, you know, <laughs> they, I mean, they, 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 a lot of them from what we've seen are supportive of it. They love it. I mean, I've heard Dan be supportive of it. Um, a lot of co- a lot of coaches have been supportive of it. I mean, because like we said, I mean, they're not like nothing's handed to them, and you know, like you, we know what it used to be like back then, like back in like the eighties and nineties. It was worse back then than it is now. But I mean, we kind of saw this start because I forgot which UConn player it was. I want to say it was Shabazz Napier when he was at UConn. He basically said, you know. <laughs> There are times that we don't even really have anything to eat. We can't even really get anything to eat. And it's like you hear that and it's like, whoa, like maybe, alarm, maybe yeah. these yeah, it's like maybe these athletes really don't have it like we think they do. I mean, if there are times where they're not even getting meals, I mean, that's a problem. Fame but no food. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> Yeah, you're going famous. to class, you're balling, you're a star player, and you going home hungry some nights, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And shout out to uh, Eddie Rojas. Um, I had the opportunity to talk to him before uh, the Gator Great Collective job. launched, and, and he was saying the same exact thing. He was saying, I, I was a pitcher at Florida and came from a single-family home in the Bronx. Um, that out-of-state tuition is different <laughs> than if you're, than if you, than if you're you know, coming up from Fort Lauderdale. Um, right. He goes, I was sitting there you know, ready to go into the financial, financial aid office thinking, I don't know what I'm going to eat. Hmm. It's, and see, like that—that—that's an issue. There, I mean, like no, nobody should be um going going to back home, wondering like if they're what they're gonna eat or if they're even gonna eat. Right, so it's real sadly, you know. Like it is, it it really is. I mean, and for Eddie Rojas, shout out to him. He is a great, mm-hmm. great guy. I mean, got to speak with him a few times too. Um, coming from New York, first of all, coming from New York, yeah, that out of state tuition is. Yeah, you yeah, might as well be going to a private school. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I don't even want to look at Miami's tuition. You think I want to look at Florida's tuition? And I'm from <laughs> out of state? Oh no, absolutely yeah. not. I mean, I mean, you you just never know with some of these kids. And some of the some of the backgrounds these kids come from is just oof, it's rough. Right, right. Think about it. Like it really makes you put things into perspective. It's like I, you hear you hear people say all the time, "Oh, these kids are on scholarship; they shouldn't be complaining about this." And that I'm like, um, y'all really don't know what it's like for scholarship athletes. Y'all think it's just peaches and cream? Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> Speaking so, of scholarship, I'm watching. Uh, I just flipped over to North Carolina Pitt, and Lucas Kroll's been on scholarship for a, a decade, I think. Oh, Lucas he's, is. Oh, he, he's in his last year at Pitt right now. They uh, North Carolina just came and tied the game up. Wow, that's that's wild because I turned from that game was twenty three to seven at halftime. Yeah, I was like, oh man, Pitt's running away with this one. Now it's twenty three twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Lucas Crowe's at what his third school? Did he go to Arkansas to start off as a pitcher? He went to. He was playing baseball, I think, at Arkansas, and then. Wasn't going to make the baseball team. Went to a JUCO and started to play football at the JUCO, and then came to Florida after the JUCO, and then went to Pitt after Florida. It's a that's a road. That's a that's a ride. It, it, it is, and um, man, I mean, shout out to him. I mean, because he's at Pitt, he's 
he's balling. I mean, he looks good. He looks really good for them. So, shout out to him. He's putting it all together. Maybe, maybe he'll get find himself on the NFL roster next year. And watch him go to the NFL. He ends up being like one of the best tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> like when, like you don't hear much about him in college, and then all of a sudden he gets to the pros, and boom, he's the right system, man. One of the best. I mean, I mean that 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 would be wild if I see that. But yeah, Moral Stevens him. went to what the Broncos? I think he did. I have no idea. Yeah, I'll stop following that. No, it was the Bills. It was the Bills. Oh, okay. It, it it was the Bills. So I mean, are the Dolphins really about to win this game? Did you see Xavier Howard, my my goat? Wow, bro, he's so good. <laughs> I was waiting. Should, for the, I was waiting for them to trade him. I was he's waiting for them to trade him. I was so I was so hot hearing about that. I was about to give up my fandom, bro. Well, you see, Connor already did. The yeah, I saw the decommitment notice pinned his profile. <laughs> and by the way, I have the inside scoop on that. Watch for the Cowboys and them sweet stakes. I'm just oh. going to put that out there. I Break, mean, watch, watch. <laughs> breaking breaking news. Watch for the Cowboys, the Chiefs. Probably the Rams since they got OBJ, even though they did not need another wide receiver. Yeah, I don't speaking know. of which, what do you think about like what do you think is gonna happen with Van Jefferson with OBJ going there? I don't know, man. My fantasy team has, has gotten some injuries and I was riding some Van Jefferson for some points every week. And now I'm now I'm feeling now I'm feeling rough. Maybe it just means more one on one coverage for Van though. Possibly, possibly, honestly. Yeah, see, my fantasy team's going to have injuries, guys have had COVID. And then, like, you know, I just had the, the Greg Zerline as my kicker. You know, he's on the COVID. It's like, good God, man. Like, now I got to go back and get Evan McPherson again. Then I get him. <laughs> oh, they're on the bye week. He's like, well, dang, I can't get him. Mm-hmm. So I, I forgot who I even picked up for that spot, but hopefully they do something. I got I got a question for y'all that's something I've been wondering all week. Um, okay. Obviously, just from a fan from a fan perspective, I think we were already there last week. You know, I said I said on um, I think it was the J Boy show. <clears throat> um, I don't know what winning the last four games of the year really would have done because you're not playing good competition. Like the heavy lifting right. of the season is done. You know, That's Florida, awesome. Florida, you know, has a herniated disc in their back from the heavy lifting. It didn't go well. But, like, there's nothing like that is good. None of these wins the rest of the way are really going to inspire confidence. So, I'm just right. wondering after, after a loss, and not just a loss, you got your teeth kicked in by a bad team. What, what's, a, what's the fan perspective? Um, the fan motivation to either go to the game or watch the game. Like, what, where are the, where's the, the mindset right now in the fan base? Burn it down. Yeah, AB's start over. over. <laughs> it's pretty much burn it down. I mean, start over. You you got to do something because, I mean. But if you keep hitting that reset button, you get stuck in a perpetual series of just reset, reset, <laughs> reset. Yeah, that's true. You do. And it's like you can't keep firing, firing coaches and rehiring guys every four years either. Because now you have an unstable program. And what recruit is going to come to the University of Florida knowing the program is not stable? Knowing the exactly. coach could be gone at every four years, every three to four years. I mean, that, that's that's unstable. That's unsettling. 
Exactly, exactly. So, so you know, from my point of view, man, it's like, okay, Dan Mullen, he went to three New Year's Six Bowls, right? And, you know, he had a defense that wasn't the greatest, but he still found a way to beat, you know, Kirby Smart in Georgia. So right. it's like, uh, I get really, really frustrated with Dan because of his stubbornness and, you know, some of the things he does. Yes. But I feel like he can he can possibly win. Like Nick said earlier, he can possibly win. But is he going to make the right hires? You know what I mean? So I'm kind of in the right. point where I don't want to keep firing coaches, bro, and then two years later from now we want to fire another coach yeah. in his staff. Like, it gets tiring. So if Dan is showing us that he can have a top 10 team, three times out of the last four years, then, I mean, just change a few things, tweak a few things, and make sure that we, you know, one, fund him, and also get the right guys around him so that he can build a, you know, a school that can win. I mean, I think this is more of a long-term deal with Dan. I I don't really think that – I I didn't expect it to be something that we would just win as soon as he came because I feel like because he won so early – yeah, kind of, you know, mess up our our mindsets. So that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, him coming in going ten and three with the roster we had coming back. Right, right. That pretty much, that pretty much was like we was like, okay, um, this is definitely the right guy for the job. So, I mean, we go ten and three, we win the New Year's Six Bowl, we go to another one the next year, win another New Year's. And it's like that happens, and it's, it's like 2020 comes, like we're rolling, the offense yep. is rolling, and um, you no, know, Kyle, we're eight and one, and then that the game against LSU happened, and it's like ever since then, it's been downhill, yeah, so, yeah. It, it almost gets you in trouble when you're too early, and, and I've said it, and people on our message board. Uh, I mean, it's split, and obviously the, the later the season gets and the worse the season gets, more people are agreeing with me um, as their perception changes. Dan won 22 games, 21, 22 games with Jim McElwain's recruits. And right. I was talking to a, um, a former McElwain staffer, and he was like, listen, I know we weren't great at the beginning, but we had things rolling. And, like, when Mac imploded at the end, we had Jamar Chase and Mac Corral committed. Like, we had things turned around. Um, and people didn't like they they, they like, I got accused of not liking Dan Mullen when I was like he won games with McElwain's recruits, who y'all said wasn't a good recruiter. Yep, yep. Now now that he's playing with his dudes, this is what's happened. And I think it's more than just you know the players. I think there's more going on than that. But um, you recruiting is the lifeblood, and you gotta gotta figure that out. Yeah, you absolutely. Up, you, you bring up Jamar Chase, and my blood just boils. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if he would have stayed even with McElwain. I think once that LSU offer came and it was and it was solid, he was going to end up there. Normally, I wouldn't do this, but Nick, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is a kid that actually wanted to go to Florida regardless. Ooh, yeah, he he wanted to, but but Dan and the staff just went in a different direction. That's wild. That, that so kid so wanted to go to Florida. With, who did we bring in? We brought we brought in Deontay Marks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a name, Deontay Marks. We went in that direction instead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we got Coke back, bro. Yeah, remember, because remember, he decommitted when Mac Wayne got fired. 
and Dan and that staff had to, to work hard to get him back. Then and Alabama line told him about what position he was gonna play. Yeah, I threw that out there too. But um, <laughs> that that helped. But also, but yes, I mean, we had we had we had guys like that committed. Jamar Chase could have been a game changer for us in, in Dan's offense because if you find ways to get him the ball, he was gonna ball wherever he went. Right. Yeah. Like he was just that guy. I don't even understand how he how he committed to Kansas at first. I was like. Hold on a minute. This dude is committed to Kansas, and I looked at his film. I was like, "Hold on a minute. Uh, th- th- this is more than a Kansas level player." So yeah, for Kansas man. to lock this dude in, like that's some great recruiting. Hmm. But of course, that commitment didn't last long. And then you know he comes to Florida, he visits Florida, he commits. Matt, like you said, Matt Corral was committed. Matt Corral in this offense right now would be. A Heisman candidate now, probably. It would probably be the same offense you saw last year in terms of passing with yep. an added dimension of a quarterback that can scramble a little bit as well. I agree. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, I think you kind of dropped off and came back in, but we were talk- We were just talking about, like, the evolution of Mullen and all, how, you know, the offense, like, in 2020 was just rolling, and then his LSU would just – that we lose that game and it hasn't been the same since. It's like, like I don't know what what happened besides the fact that Kyle Pitts did not dress, even though we all know he was healthy and could have and should have played. But that that's when I kind of saw like with Dan Mullen, like that's when I kind of saw him kind of start thinking, you know, okay, I have I'm playing against an inferior team. I can rest this guy and we'll still win. That's when I kind of saw him in Saturday. I'm like, and then once we lost again, I'm like, hold on, you can't do that mm-hmm. because at the same time, this is the SEC. You're playing an all SEC schedule. You can't go into games thinking like that. And then we, and then when you evaluate Mullen, he's lost to Kentucky twice. He's one and three against LSU, who just fired Ed Orgeron. No, 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 no. Fired Ed Orgeron before the game. Before the game. Before, before the, game. the game. Before the game. That makes it worse. He was fired like, before yo, the game, and you still lost. Monday rolls around like, yo, I know Florida's coming up, but how about $17 million to coach one one more season, and then we don't want you anywhere near the program. That's like, whoa. whoa. And then you go out and, and beat Florida. Yeah, that, that literally makes it so much worse. He's yeah. 1-3 against the guy that was fired before the last loss. And against Georgia, he's one and three. He's one and three now. And Tennessee's getting better. Let's be honest. Yeah, Tennessee is getting better, bro. They are. And, they really and are. I'm just, and I'm gonna be honest. For everybody that thinks that this is gonna be just a cakewalk in Georgia, that game is in dealing. And yes, Georgia's way more talented. I still don't know if it's gonna be a cakewalk. That Tennessee what time is that game? So much better. I think it's the three thirty game on CBS. Okay. That Tennessee team is much better <coughs> than what they were. Than what they were in the beginning of the season. That team is, they're starting, they're starting to ascend. They're starting to get better. They're starting to recruit better. So Florida's got to pick it up because these teams around them are starting. Kirby is just widening the gap right now. Tennessee, like we said, is getting better. Alabama's going to be Alabama. Auburn looks really good right now. They're recruiting better. Texas A&M, Jimbo's got a chance for the number one class in the country with the way he's recruiting right now. And, and I still say an investigation needs to be done, but yeah, the way they're recruiting, <laughs> I mean, 
just look at it. I mean, Ole Miss is much improved this year. Teams are getting better, and Florida's getting worse right now. That cannot be the case. Honestly, while I appreciated Dan's honesty in his press conference Monday, that shouldn't be an honest statement in year four. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly right. And Jerry, you about to say something as well? Yeah, man. I just this is one this is one year, and usually I can always tell like where we're headed, bro. I I really don't know where we're headed as a program. I don't I don't know what our I good or bad. Is. Yeah, I, I just I, I I don't. It ain't good. I say that right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not positive at all. I mean, but you know, from the games that we've seen, man, it's like we've had chances to win. You know what I mean? And if we just did the simple things to win those games, we could be talking a whole different thing right now, a whole different – we could be talking, talking, you know, two losses. Really should be one. I mean, so it's just – it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating because I know we're better than what we've shown. Like, it's ridiculous. And, Nick, I know you get tired of writing negative story after negative story, too. Yeah. I mean, people – like, so I grew up um, – I grew up a Gator fan. My parents met. At the University of Florida, I'm, th- this university is probably the reason I'm here. Um, when when you are in my job, you you lose that fandom. Um, but like I, when McElwain first showed up after covering Muschamp for two years, I mean they scored they they had like 600, 700 yards of offense against nobody, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is fun. This is fun. Like they're moving the ball. I want to cover good football. Like I'm not ever rooting for right. guys to get fired. I'm not rooting for the team to lose. Like, ah, this will make people get mad and I'll get more clicks. It's not anything like that. Like, I want to watch good football. I want to cover a national championship. I've loved the SEC championships, and I get excited to cover those games when I go to cover them. I want to watch good football. Um, I've covered two four-win teams already in in nine years. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Man, two four-win teams at night, man. The fact that we had two four-win teams is... And we might be on to a five-win team. Hey, 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 hey. Don't you put that evil on us, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on us, Ricky Bobby. We're going to see, man. Like, we, bro, sorry. So, so what, is, what is your take on the Florida State game? Like, how big, is, how big of a game is this for us? I feel like... It's, it's a huge game. It's just... It's humongous, bro. We cannot lose this game. We just can't. If, if we lose the Florida State... Man... We can't lose that game. That game, mm. both teams are going to be terrible, but that is a game we absolutely cannot lose at all. But by, uh, by, under no circumstances should yeah, we, we lose that game. We can't afford it. We really can't. Well, Florida, Florida State's what, three three and five? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think Something they're three like and five. And they got Miami this Saturday. Um, so. so they've got to, Florida State's got to win out to be bowl eligible. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Florida, you, Florida, Florida can just win the next two and they're in. Even though Sanford's FCS, um, you're allowed one FCS loss. Um, I mean, wait, part wait, wait, of, one FCS what? Sorry, win. You're allowed one FCS <laughs> I was win. Gonna say, that is not allowed. No, <laughs> lose lose to an FCS team and, and you you get a you get a bowl game. We'll send you somewhere. Um, so, uh, I mean, part of the like the the troll in me is like, oh man, give me a Florida, Florida State winner goes to a bowl game on November 27th. Right. Like, Florida, Florida should win these next two games and it shouldn't be an issue. 
Um, but yeah, I'm with you guys. If I was looking a week ago, the one game I would say you can't lose is that Florida State game because I thought no way you lose either to either SEC East teams. Neither of them are good. Um, but you've got to you've got to take the state back. And yep. one of the biggest one of the biggest knocks on Dan Mullen is that you haven't taken advantage of the other two teams in the state <sighs> being down. Right. You haven't taken advantage of that at all. In fact, FSU has a better recruiting class than you do right now, and I think Miami yep. might too. Wow. That's a darn shame. As bad as FSU has been, they do have a better recruiting class than us. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord have mercy. I mean, that just shouldn't be the case. I mean, you got both Florida State and Miami down, and you can't even take advantage of the state? Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's, that's egregious to me. The but the problem is you have a coach that just doesn't seem to care about recruiting, and you you have to care about recruiting. You have Got to. You. Like, bro, like, what do we get out of having uh, three New Year's six uh, wins in a row? We basically have a four and five team, below 500 team, and our biggest rival has the number one player in the country. That's what we got out of three New Year's six bowls. Well, well that number one Bitch. player in the country is a diehard Florida State fan. And I think it's a legacy there. So, I mean, that was pretty much a layup for them. So, and also, do you guys know anything about the Evan Stewart? What happened with the Evan Stewart situation? Why is he all of a sudden getting all these crystal balls to, to Texas A&M? Like, what happened there? Um, I, I got no inside information. I can just, I can just guess with y'all. Um, but he's he's a guy, I think – I think Florida had a chance, and then you look at what's happening on the year. He's a guy that right. already has a following. Like, if people are talking about, like, oh, Texas A&M bags, I'm like, you, you don't understand NIL. Like, this kid's got a couple million followers on TikTok. Yeah. Like, he's going to make money if he goes to Samford. He can right. go to Samford and make money off, off his name, image, and likeness. That's not it. Um, people want to play with winners. People want to play with other guys. It looks like Brandon Spikes said back in the day, I came to Florida because that's where Tim Tebow went. Yep. Um, they just got Walter Nolan, so you're gonna start seeing some. Okay, well, are they building something? Do I want to be a part of that, or do I want to go be a part of of this this school where all I see is that they're gonna fire their coach? Yeah, um, I mean, with Evan, I'll I'll say this: if he doesn't show up for the Florida Florida State game, then you can pretty much kiss that with goodbye. Yeah, Florida's That's trying to get um, Walter in on a visit for Florida State as well. And I would say if he shows up, still a chance. Um, my buddy who works at Tex Ags told me um, probably like at 9 a.m. last Saturday that Walter was committing to Texas, uh, Texas A&M. He goes, but there's a month left. He goes, in a month with Walter, Nolan is an eternity. Yeah. So it's not over. Yeah. But if Walter Nolan's not in Gainesville against on November 27th or before signing day, just – Forget the name. I guess don't forget the name. You'll see. You'll see him next year. Yeah, we should. Goes to College Station. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with him because his recruitment has been his recruitment has been weird the whole time. I mean, he was really feeling Florida was about to commit, and then all of a sudden, a certain parent I'm not going to say which parent it is, but we all know who it is steps in and pretty much shuts that down, and like his top schools keep changing and. He lists the top three of Tennessee, Texas A&M, Georgia, then says, oh, I'm going to uh, – five minutes later, oh, I'm still going to visit Florida. It's like, you you, you just eliminated Florida. You're going to still visit him? 
Mm. So it's like, who's running you, that recruitment is what I want to know. I think we him. all know who, but, you know. Not him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think because – because I'm be honest, I don't know if he wants to go to Texas. Did you did you actually watch his commitment video? No, it happened. It happened. Like, I was in the. I was in. The, I was like trying to find dinner or dinner. I was trying to find breakfast in Columbia somewhere when it when it all came down. Yeah, because like if you watch his commitment video, I watched it. He did not look excited committing to A and M at all. <laughs> he just looked so nonchalant. I was like. Like usually when you see guys make commitment videos, they're excited. Like they're they're all in their hype about committing. Like his was just like his was just he, different. Uh, I was like, hold on a minute. He he might have filmed five of them. Uh he might have filmed bunch a bunch of them in the same day. And just had him had him on the shelf ready to go for when when it was when the time came. Yeah, but it, like I'll have to send it to you, but you know, because <laughs> I think um Sports Illustrated did it, and um, it was just like I said, he just did not look excited at all. He just looked just nonchalant, like almost like he didn't want to do it. Mm. So it was it was just weird to me seeing that. But you know, yeah, he commit he committed there, and they're building. They got they got one heck of a class right now, man. You look Jimbo, at bro, he, Jimbo. I, I don't know what Jimbo's selling, but you know. I mean, it he's is. Giving them, he's giving them some of that Egyptian gold that they're paying him with. Hey, <laughs> knock a little bit. You see gold hey, prices? They're up. Take this. And all hey, man, we, need, we need them kind of boosters in our in our university, man. Hey, that's that's some Texas oil mob money. I don't know if anyone else has that. You know what? We could use some mob money. <laughs> now to think about it. Make some offers that they they can't refuse. You know, you just go with your full godfather on some of these recruits. I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> I mean, because we're just getting lapped by. I'm just gonna say we're getting lapped by everybody in recruiting right now. I stopped watching. I stopped paying attention to recruiting, bro. The only reason I pay attention to recruiting now is because of this podcast. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, so, so, so you expected me to break all the recruiting news on here? Is that what you're saying? I, hey, man. <laughs> I try to keep up with it, you know, for the pod, but knowing that we're not going to get the guys that I want us to get, it's just pretty depressing. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I want us to get so many guys in this class, but after, um, what's the guy's name from uh, IMG? Tyler uh, Booker? Tyler Booker. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty much, I was hurt after that. Yeah. Can't miss on guys like that. I mean, you just can't. At the most important position, that's what that's what made it terrible. Like that is the most Sorry. important position. That is the that is the position you can't miss on at all. But he he committed to Alabama. Can you can you blame him? I mean, that now Nick um. Because I know you're not really on the way in on recruiting like that. I know it's more Corey and Connors, but be, be just from from an outside perspective, like we have, do you feel like coaches like Saban and Kirby also and Jimbo also recruit guys to quote unquote play keep away? From yeah, I think teams? there's some of that. I think I think there's definitely some of that. Um, you know, like hey, if, if we have a spot, you're not gonna cut your nose, cut off your nose to spite your face. Um, so to say, 
But if we have a spot, it, it, it'll it's not going to hurt us to take him. And if he wants to transfer in a year or two, then that's fine. He'll probably end up going somewhere else. Um, you know, I think there is some of that. And and but you, you, I think the first and foremost thing is you're recruiting to make yourself better. You know, right. if, if it comes down, if it comes down late in a class and in a cycle, and you can say, all right, well. Maybe this kid turns into something. We weren't recruiting him hard, but maybe he turns into something and we can give him an offer and take him away from somebody else. That's an added bonus. Yeah, this is some guys in some of these rosters, you know, they were highly recruited and it's like they get to these schools and they're buried on the bench. And it's like you could be at Florida right now contributing. Mm. Like right, like right now. Uh, yeah. As of right now, unless you're a freshman, I mean, you're just not gonna step on the field mm-hmm, for sure. Because this thing, and that's another thing I want to ask you: like, do you feel like seniority is a problem right now with the university, like with the guys, with the guys that are playing? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to make an argument against it. You know what I mean? And when you, when you look at it, I mean, you're, at this point, if Demarcus Bowman comes out and has a great year next year, you're gonna get him for one year. Um, and I know Damian Pierce, he's he's the he's the media favorite because he's awesome in interviews and he's become the fan favorite. Like give Damian the ball. Um but I think there is there is some of that. But maybe some of it is what we already talked about. And like, hey, the guys that get how intricate or how uh, you know hard to grasp the offense or defense is are guys that have been in the program for three or four years. So maybe there's some of that as well. Um, you know, I've watched some games where I'm looking at a team, and I'm like, they're just playing a cover two shell, and they're just letting their guys, you know, go out there and play fast. Yep. And why you don't have you don't have to be so exotic and bring in blitzes from you know from a different country or a different state and, and, and get there late. You know, can we can we stop with that? <laughs> I don't. I, love, I was about to make the joke, but I don't think that the the Todd Grantham ever called a double corner blitz. I think that was a miscommunication oh or somebody not God. understanding what the play was. Um, but he that goes to the point. <laughs> but that goes to the point of should you have a defense that's so complicated that you think that you call a play and both your corners think I'm supposed to blitz here. Yeah, if I if I see another corner blitz, if I see Kyrie Elon blitz anymore, then I, no first need. of all, I'm be I'm be pissed because it's like why is your best cover corner blitzing anyway? Yeah. Like that like that's my question. Your best cover corner is blitzing. It's like why? Why? He's supposed to be on an island, pretty much locking down his side, and you got him blitzing from <laughs> from Cancun, <laughs> and now all of a sudden this guy's wide open because the safety didn't know the corner was gonna blitz. Like I think of that, and I think about um, I just think about the LSU game last year. It's like we sent the corner blitz, and all of a sudden the receiver was just running free. This is yeah. like why. Like, like, who in their right mind called this? Like, you say Todd may not have called, but I think he did call it. <laughs> yeah, he ain't there no more. I think he did call it. I mean, That's harsh. But, because, see, this is my thing. If your defense is that complex to where it's hard to understand it, dumb it down so they can understand it. You, you need your guys to play fast. You don't need them thinking out there. Right, right, right. Yeah, it looks like the Dolphins are about to win this game. Maybe. You're ahead of us. You're ahead of us. But yeah, it's, I'll, 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 it's still – I mean, this has been a weird game. It still looks like the Dolphins are about to win it. It, it does. Tua has come in and saved y'all behind again. 
and y'all been trying to get rid of this man the whole time, trying to trade him for Deshaun Watson, <laughs> and and you don't even know he's gonna be able to play this year. Y'all trying to get rid of this man. He, he that's what, he was, that's what you were saying. You said what? <laughs> that wheel rat was wide open. You ran, you ran uh, uh, Albert Wilson on that little like jet sweep little looking thing, and then whoop mm-hmm. up the corner, up the, up the, up the sideline. Yeah, but look, y'all, y'all try to trade this man. Look at what he's doing. Look at what Maybe. he's doing. He's reminding y'all, y'all took him for a reason. Pretty much saying, don't you trade him? Or wide open. We got wheel routes open. Hmm, wheel routes. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder where that. Wonder where them routes went. <laughs> wonder where those plays went. I mean, can, can I see a wheel route from a guy? Can I see Demarcus <laughs> Bowman and Lorenzo Lingard out there? I mean, use everybody. Man, when Bowman plays next year, I think it's it's going to be crazy. If we just run the football, it's going to be crazy. Like the guy's talented. That Anthony Richardson, Demarcus Bowman zone read, I can see it now. Yeah, man, because like I think next year could be one of those years where it's like, wow, like where does team come from? And you know, <laughs> like we know the talent is there. It's just a matter of their mindset. Well, you, hear, got, you hear us, Nick? We're lying early. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I, I, I got to run after this, but I'll say this. Um, last year, before COVID, everything was everything was in place for Florida to have a a national championship run type of season. You yep. had Pitts. You had all these guys coming back. Then obviously COVID happens, and, and the whole schedule changes. The schedule was going to be cake last year, and all of a sudden yep. they're like, oh, by the way, you have to go play A&M. Um, a lot of people are saying now, like, oh, the schedule's easier next year. It's not. It's not. It's not easier next not. year. You're trading you're trading FAU for Utah. And I and I haven't even looked into what Utah will you know, I think they're first in the Pac twelve right now, but the Pac twelve is a mess and I don't know what they're bringing back, but they're gonna be better than FAU, I assume. Yeah. Um yeah. and then you're trading your away game with LSU for an away game at College Station where where Dan Mullen thought that the 30,000 people they had in the stadium was too loud. There's going to be 105,000 there mm-hmm. next time you, next time you go. Um, you still have to play LSU, and it doesn't matter that LSU sucks. You've lost to two terrible LSU teams the last two years. Uh, so, like, the schedule next year isn't easier. Um, you got to go to Tennessee next year. Um, yep. So, I don't think the schedule next year is easier um, than it was, and, and I think it's – COVID probably hurt Florida in 2020 more than any other team in the sense that they had the pieces in place to make a national championship run. And then these extenuating circumstances with, you know, a, a 10 game SEC schedule and, and, and all that other stuff kind of, you know, messed with them more so than I think than, than most teams. Yeah. D- yeah, definitely. And, um, <clears throat> you know, yeah, because we know, we know you got to go um I guess just one more question I, I personally yeah. had was, you know, going into next year, do you feel like – well, do you feel like Dan is finally starting to change, you know, you know, ego-wise, you know, making um, and making some of these changes now? Do you feel like he's starting to change or do you feel like, you know, maybe his hand may have been forced? So I, I want to believe be- he's starting to change. I want to be- – I keep making the joke that a leopard doesn't change its stripes and people are like, you know, the leopards have spots. And I'm like, that's the joke. That's, <laughs> that's the, the joke. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the joke. That's literally um, the joke. 
people are like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, maybe <laughs> you, you might not be wrong, but that's, I thought that's why the joke was funny. Right. Um, but I, I, I want to believe him when he says I was going to make these moves. I want to believe him when he says I was going to make these moves at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and I think his ham is forced to make them now because of how bad last Saturday was. Um, but I, but I, I can't say that with hundred percent certain. And I think it'll, it'll matter with, who you hire, and, and and I don't put a ton of stock in, in his press conferences and stuff, but I thought his press conference Monday was really good. He was, I think, more honest than he's ever been. So I want to believe that he's changing. And just the fact that he said he was going to fire John Hennessy after the year, but he had to make the move earlier because they're worse now than they were at the beginning of the year, I think that shows growth. We'll find out if that was a true statement or if that just sounded good you know, on Monday after losing to South Carolina. Right. Right. Definitely. And uh, before you head out, let everybody know where they can follow you and where they, where they can read your articles and everything uh, and with the message boards being a mess. <laughs> the message boards are a mess. My mentions on Twitter are a mess. You can follow me at Twitter and yell at me there at Delatore, D-E-L-A-T-O-R-R-E. And it's florida.rivals.com. You can find all the stuff I write there. And uh, Stadium Miguel podcast with Silk and Dan, same corner, same time every Tuesday morning. Yeah, definitely, man. We and we That's definitely appreciate you for coming on, man. The and kicking it with you. I appreciate y'all. I'll get I'll get on again before this. We might have to do like a, an autopsy after the season. I'll hop on with y'all again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. yeah, definitely, yeah. man. Yeah, have a good night, All right. man. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir, man. Take What's care. Up? Take care. Nick Delatory. The GOAT, man. That's that's the man, bro. That's the man. Yeah, man. I mean, he he's he's had a busy, busy month, really, when you think about it. Yeah, um very busy, yeah. Yeah, and um it's you know that that's what that's that's what you give the territory with the University of Florida. I mean, when it's really good, it's fun to cover the team, it's fun to watch them play. Right. But then when they're really bad, like they have been this year. It's tough for everybody, bro. It's it's pretty much it's pretty much like a pendulum, you know. Right. As good as good as it's been before, <laughs> that's how bad it's gonna be when it swings the other way. So yeah. you just have to take the good with the bad and uh my god, the Dolphins are actually gonna win this game. I can't believe this. You can't believe Damn. this you're upset. It's a great night to be a Dolphin fan. Yeah, you say that now and then they lose next week and all of a sudden you're not a fan anymore. Yeah, y'all hey, write decommit notes. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I mean, I know you got your decommit note was saved in the draft somewhere. You waiting on them to like lose like 44 to six or something like that. Then all of a sudden your decommitment note gonna come out. No, nah, this is just this is just a down year, bro, because the QB situation has been, you know, messed up. But we good, bro. We good. No, you're not good. You messed up this whole situation with Tua. You you pretty much tried to trade him for Deshaun Watson. Pretty much saying, oh, well, we don't like you, no, well, we don't believe in you. Pretty much told the man without quote unquote telling him, you don't believe in him. That was fake news. No, okay, Donald Trump. Fake news, bro. I'm just talking about. Okay, Donald Trump. This is crazy. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's career in the red zone is 59 pass TDs, 15 rushing, and zero interceptions. How does that even happen? Yeah, they're playing the Dolphins, and the Dolphins somehow are winning. I don't. Ugh. Bro, because if you watch this game, it's been some crazy turnovers. Uh, that one turnover when uh, Lamar threw a slam, and you cut the ball. 
it forward it, like, bro, because Xavier Howard like stripped him. So, but I've said, I've said the entire time that that the um the Ravens need to run what he ran at Louisville. Like they cannot continue to run like these double tight ends. They, they run pretty. They're pretty much running Michigan's offense. That's right. pretty much what they're doing. They're they're running Michigan's offense, and it's like, yeah. And so, Dang, so like I, I mean, I don't understand this, but yeah. Um, and talking about this program, you know. I I just want to see some positivity with, with with this team. I mean, maybe maybe with Christian Robinson calling the defensive plays now, maybe there will be a new sense of you know a new energy out there because these guys genuinely like see. I mean, see Rob. I mean, Christian Robinson. They like him. They love him. So, you know, like Nick said, he gets the chance to kind of prove himself as a play caller to say, hey, you know, maybe it w- maybe. Maybe he's better than what he's shown. Maybe he's been handcuffed by Todd Grantham. So, let, let, hey, let's just see. Yeah, as long as we're not blitzing those safeties, bro, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to lie to you. I want to see a 4-3, easy defense. And if if, he, if we do that, bro, we're going to make it so much easier on those kids. And, you know, even if we look really, really dominant against Stanford, that's going to that's gonna be, you know – that's going to be very positive, bro. Like, we need – for our program right now, bro, we need one positive thing at a time. One positive at a freaking time. Win this game Saturday and, you know, go from there. Go from there. We'll, I think we'll be okay, but it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah, um, it, it, it is. And so, you know, like you said, it's Sanford, so, you know, they dominate against them. You know, it's not saying much, but, hey, it's a step in the right direction. Right, and right. And that's really all we're looking for right now. We're looking for steps in the right direction. Yep. And, and if you turn that dominant win against Sanford into a really, really good win against Missouri the next week, and then another really good win against Florida State the week after that, okay, now you can – you know, you win the bowl game. Now you can go into the offseason with some positive energy and say, hey, we won the last four games, including the bowl game. Right. Now we can parlay that into a more successful season next year because now you got some positive energy around around the um program. And so that that's all we want to see. Yeah, yeah. Like we need some positive energy. And um we haven't had positive energy since the Alabama game to be quite frank, bro. I mean we won the Al- well, we won the um Vanderbilt game. How many games did we win since I mean, we beat Tennessee and we beat Vanderbilt? That's it, right? We haven't won a game since Vanderbilt. Lord have mercy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we need some positivity, bro. We need we need the fans to come out and you know, I know it's only Sanford, but you know, come out and be loud, bro. Just don't give up on them, y'all. Don't give up on the team. Don't give up, bro, because these guys they they practice every day. They they want to be good. They don't want to suck. Like I don't know, not one person in life that plays a sport that wants to lose like on purpose because regardless of your team player or not, you want to go out there and score a touchdown. You want to go out there and make a tackle. And that all that goes into making the team better. You know what I mean? So exactly. It, it, it's just one of those things where we need to support these kids and support them, you know, while they're down because 
you know, they'll re- they'll remember how we are now because you know I firmly believe in no lies. Like I'm I'm one of the most realistic Gator fans I think that are out there. I truly believe next year we'll have a better team. I mean, I think we'll bring back AR. I think maybe Emory come back. We'll see how that goes in the, the you know the camps and everything. I don't know. And we bring back Frazier's, Whittemore, Dexter, Bogle. We bring back some good players. You know what I mean? And I think we'll have a solid season. I think we'll have a solid season. I think, um, you know, the the early the early schedule, uh, you know, be favorable to us. And I think we'll go into College Station with some momentum. We'll you know play Georgia well. I, I don't. I just don't see us being worse than this year. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we gotta prepare, man. We gotta prepare. We gotta get this program going in the right direction. We gotta make sure we close. I don't necessarily want to see us get. You know, of course it'd be nice to get five stars, four stars, bro. But like, give me. I, I need a really, really good eval three star. Give me a really, really good one that can play the game, and I'll be happy. I'll be happy. No, no, we need to get some five stars too, man. I mean, we're not gonna get stars. No don't quote unquote matter, but at the same time, they do matter. We're not gonna get one, bro. We got, we got to find a Kadarius Tony. Stop, stop speaking that negativity out here, man. I mean. <laughs> Who we he just talked about being positive, and here you go being negative again. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I can be realistic. I'm not being negative. I just – like, I think we can get a three-star gym. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not opposed to three stars. A lot of people are, but I know that there are I, I know, but, man, I'm getting tired of the three-star gyms too, man. We got to start recruiting like the big dogs. Who was we rated? We got to start who was, doing who that. Was, who was rated who – was, who was more sought after, Cope or Tony? Cope. Right. Just give me a Tony. I don't. I don't need a coat. Give me a Tony. Okay, but um, since you're gonna do that, hmm, I'll do you one better. All right. Who was more sought after, Damian Pierce or Zamir White? Oh, that was definitely Zamir. Yeah, and who's had a better year? Damian's better than Zamir White, bro. Is it's he? All- yeah, he's better than Zamir White. Damian has better vision. Damian's a better pass blocker. And Damian, I think he catch out of the backfield better than Zamir. Only difference is he's playing for a team that has five-star offensive linemen blocking for him, giving him huge holes. He could do the same thing there. And I think Damian – I think uh, from what I've seen at Damian Pierce, bro, Damian could be a top five running back in the SEC easy. Like, easily. Literally easily. So, yeah. I said it before. I think Damian's like a legit running back. And even even in the game the other day, Zamir White, bro, Zamir White didn't have he had that one long run. But when you look at it again, you know, with who Zamir was Zamir was running against our sorry behind defense, bro. Damian broke loose on Jordan Davis's, you know, stout Nicobe Dean's stout defense. Damian's better in my opinion. He can bounce outside. I like him. I like Damian. Well, but I'll even go another step further. Okay. okay. Now, who was more sought after? Jamar Chase or Deontay Marks? Oh, man. Jamar. Jamar. My point exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamar. You, you see where I'm going with this now? Yeah, as far yeah. As quote unquote may not matter in Tony's case, but in Jamar Chase, stars matter. And that's it, there, there has never been more evident than this season. When you think about it, I mean, 
Yeah, but who's more soft there? Steph We 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 gonna do that? <laughs> we really finna do that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But my I point saying, is I pretty I pretty much won this one. We so, just we we just we just got we just got an eval, bro. We know like bro, why waste your time on some guys you know you're not gonna freaking get? My point exactly. My point exactly. And so, that's, why yeah. I'm pi- that's why I'm pissed at the fact that Raymond Cottrell flipped the Georgia today. Oh, I'm I'm livid, but I can't say I didn't expect it. Like it went you down. Did, so like, fast. Did you read his comments? Because I yeah. know you saw. Because yeah, bro, I, I sent it to you. If you read his comments, no, you didn't expect that to happen. It, it's like it's like, bro, like you can't blame the kid. I mean. That's that's all on us. Like you can't blame the kid. I think I think he would have been proud to be a Gator, bro. But you know he's another one of those guys. We'll see. Oh man, Raymond Cottrell, bro. I remember. Y'all remember when he was committed to Florida? Oh man, like it happened to us so many times, bro. Like I'm I'm pretty much numb to it. I am very very numb to it. Just like what's what's the question, bro? But that's the thing that pissed me off because it's like you read his comments, you're like. He's talking more to what? Which coach did he say it was? Who? Who he's he talking more? He's talking more to C. Rob than he is. Billy. Yeah, Christian Robinson. Instead of Billy Gonzalez, the coach that's going to be coaching him. How do you? How how, how is that the case? I can't make this up, bro. Like you, you have got to um, you got to be talking to the guy you're going to be coaching. You can't have somebody else. Look like no, like I'm like this. This does not sit well with me at all. It doesn't. Yeah, people say that. People say I'm a home because he's an eight five old kid. He's from he's from Pensacola. He plays at Milton. So you can say that all you want. I don't care. I'm not being yeah. a homer. Like that's just freaking common sense. That this does not sit well with me at all. What yeah. you think about that? No, it, it doesn't, man, but it just tells you why we are the way we are right now. You know what I mean? So I I'm I'm to the point where I, I know we are. I know I know how everything's going, but we just gotta find a way to fix it. How we find a way to fix it, I don't know. But you know, one thing I'd say is like how we said before, it's one step at a time. So if I'm Dan Mullen, bro, I'm putting all my chips into uh Thomas, you know, over there from um from your area. We got we got to get him to the swamp, bro. So spend time trying to get a kid like that a game changer. You know what I mean? Spend time trying to get him from the other guys left out there in Florida. Um, we got Jamari Lyons, you know, so that that was good. That was positive. Um, another guy wants to get is the what's his name McClendon kid or McClellan? Chris McClellan. Yeah, Chris McClellan. We have to Who's get committed next week. To us, I would lean towards us right now. It's a Florida Oklahoma battle. We're going but to right now, we're leaning towards us. We'll get him. We'll get him. I think we'll get him. Yeah. But so that that that's a that's another battle, and he he may not be Walter Nolan, but that kid is still really really good. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, that kid's really good. And with Thomas's case, I, you know, I knew there I knew there was a reason why he kept delaying his commitment because he always said he was going to commit, and then it's like. He takes a visit to Oklahoma. He's blown away. Todd Grantham gets fired. All of a sudden, he tweets, things just got interesting. 
Yeah, I, I think so, I started putting two and two together. I'm like, could Todd Grantham have been the reason why this kid had never had not committed? Right, right. Like it make, it makes you wonder. Like that's still my number one target overall. So, like that's who I want us to get more than anybody. Yeah, man. I mean, we we definitely definitely have to get him. Um, I don't know if there are any other guys left on our board. Um, maybe some offensive linemen. Oh, Nonar. Wait, did Nonar commit? Committed to Maryland. Maryland, that's right. So Matthew McCoy is a guy that that I want us to get too. Like I've looked at his son. That kid is that kid is so severely underrated. He plays with a mean streak. Like it is net. He's nasty on that offensive line. Like, like this is a guy that if you're a defensive line, you do not want to go up against him. I'm trying to see who we now. I will say I think Isaiah Bond's going to be a stud, bro. As soon as he's on campus, like he's going to be a stud. We we have some wide receivers, dog. Like committed, they're going to be playmakers as soon as they get on campus. And if you think about it, Chandler Smith, Jaden Gibson, Isaiah Bond, and you have Marcus Burke. Uh, Dejon Reynolds, we're gonna have yep. a talented wide receiver room. I mean, just and, and the thing about Isaiah Bond, guess what he was when he committed? He was, he was like, a three. He was a three star. Yeah, yeah. Now but still like, had offers from Alabama, Miami, Georgia. Still had those offers. Right. He was a three star with those offers. So he camps. He balls out of camps. Yep. His senior year, he's having a he's having an outstanding year for Buford. I think they're in the playoffs okay. now. He is, he's yeah. having an outstanding year. And now he's like the 90th ranked player in the country overall. Well, now what's the deal with this uh Trevor? You know, little little Etienne. Trevor. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Etienne. Yeah, um four-star running back from Louisiana. Um, you know, Florida's in a good position for him. I mean, he's really down to like to um four, I think Florida, LSU, Alabama, Clemson. I think okay. it's mainly those four. So he ain't. But, but Florida's in a really, really great spot for him. Because, I mean, he's expected to visit again. And um, I'm going to be honest, I think his brother Travis being at Jacksonville could actually help Florida's case. Yeah. You know, because, you know, him playing for the Jaguars, you know, family can see him. They could possibly see Trevor play on Saturday. Then they drive up to Jacksonville. They can see Travis play on Sunday. So that could possibly help. But, um, Florida's actually in a great spot for him. They want to take a second running back, and that's the number one guy they're targeting there. That's why, like, with Jalen Glover, you see he committed to Utah, and Florida's not really talking to him anymore. Trevor Etienne is the guy they zeroed in on. If we don't get Trevor, I definitely I definitely say we'll end up taking Jamie Felix. Uh, maybe. Just to add sure. I would I would hope so if we miss on Trevor Etienne. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, he has to be a guy. I mean, Jamie has been balling. The only thing that really set Jamie back, bro, was the fact that he had an injury. Like he's been playing good ball for Camden. He's he's there. He's all they got. So I think he would be a great kid to bring in the class. I'm not gonna lie to you. And truth be told, it does seem like he's waiting on that green light. Yeah, he's waiting, bro. He's waiting. Definitely. I mean, I mean, because I then you say Oregon was after him pretty hard. It was uh, who was it for Jamie? I think it was UCF. UCF was in it with him um hard. Auburn, Arizona State, Florida State, Georgia. But 
See, the thing about Jamie is he wants to play baseball, too. He's a heck of a baseball player. You know what I mean? So, I Wait, think is, is, Ar- is Arkansas after him? No. No, no, no. I was going to say, because if Arkansas is after him and he wants to play baseball, yeah, that's where I'm looking at. He, he's not, Bro, he's not going. I would say Georgia. <sighs> you let, I'm going to go ahead and put you on front street since that's your cousin. You mm. better not allow him to go to Georgia. No man, we can't we can't let him go to Georgia, bro. You better not let that kid go to Georgia. I've been trying. I've been trying. pretty much like EJ. He he had Georgia's top. I was like, hold on a minute. I was like, hold on now. Man, I've been, I've been trying to get even like with the old ones. When you know when he was like when they had him as a four star like in t- when he was like a sophomore, I was like campaigning for this man to come to Florida, bro. Like, but you know injuries happen, and uh, the way our coaching staff is, you know they kind of they whiff on running backs it seems sometimes just in the portal, but. I've been doing better, you know, as of late, so. Yeah. Yeah, running back room looks good, but, yeah. ETN is, like, the guy they've zeroed in on, so hopefully they, they do get him. I think if they, they do, I mean, whew, that's that's a kid that um when he gets on the field at Florida, I think everybody's going to love him. You just watch the film, and he's pretty much I, – I think he's everything his brother – he's a little bit different from Travis because Travis is shiftier, but mm. – I think Trevor has a little bit more power, but he still has he has he still has good speed too. So he's got if he gets in the open field, he can he can break it away. He can break it on you, but he he does have good power. It's kind of right. stocky, but really really good power. You know, I forgot about Ktron Allen, bro. Crap. Yeah, uh, he's all he's all in on Penn State. Yeah, Shamar Stewart. Shamar Stewart's going to Texas A and M, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, Harold Perkins. While, while while we have this podcast going right now, um, I would just like to campaign for the NCAA to do a full investigation on what's going on at Texas A and M, what's going on at Georgia, what's going on at Alabama, what's going on at Clemson, and what's going on at Ohio State, because there's no way in the world that these five schools should be recruiting at the level that they're recruiting at right now, without bags being dropped. And, you know, I'm, I'm over here looking at recruiting rankings right now, bro. Like, Jacoby Matthews, there's no way he's going to LSU. I don't, I don't see it. I think he's going to go Texas a and at the end of the day. Because you know how Jimbo does, but Jimbo pulls these guys. One thing that I do see right now is that uh, – was it Kayonta Goodwin from uh, – He got a good one. Yeah. He's going to Kentucky. And we wonder why we lose to these guys now. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he ends up at Kentucky. Who off? Let me see. Who's who's in? There's this? one school that had him on a visit. Oh, he's going to Ohio State. Really, really push. We know where he's going. He, he going to Ohio State, bro. Nope. Alabama. Yep. Oh Christ. That that Alabama visit um opened his eyes, and I think if they really truly push, that's where I think he ends up. What do you and think? It's sad because I would love Kentucky get a player like him, and he balls for him. True, but, I would. This, at this rate, bro. I, I wouldn't want to play against somebody, but you know what I mean. I mean, right? You know, Kentucky gets a player like that. Um, <laughs> you, you, you hit them getting a five star in this basket is usually basketball. They got a four or five star football. But I was like, hold on a minute, what? Like he ain't playing basketball, <laughs> bro. I'm I'm getting sick looking at these recruiting rankings, uh, looking at the guys that are committed. Don't Texas, not look at them. Texas A&M is just criminal, dog. Criminal. Yeah, it's criminal, all right. And didn't 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 um 
Julio Humphrey say him and Shamar gonna play at the same place? Um, I don't think they necessarily said that, but um, I think um, I think people assume that because you know, because I expect Julian Humphrey to commit to Georgia tomorrow. So that's right. you know, you know, I mean, hey, go ahead and go. But um, all I'm gonna say is this: y'all put him at cornerback. Um. I hope y'all got a really good cornerback, Coach. That's all I'm going to say. He's not like that. Not at corner. He's more – I feel like he's more of a safety. I feel like he'd be a better fit at safety. Yeah, he has that build too. So, but like, Not not, not to say he's not a good player because I still think he can be a really good player. So, I mean, it was still a loss for him to decommit. I mean, I'm not I'm not bashing the kid. I still think he could be a really, really good player. I just feel like he's more suited to be a safety. Right. So, how don't we have Nigel Kelly, bro? How do we miss out on these guys? Like, what the freak? Nigel Kelly's interesting to me because um, I feel like I feel like if Florida really, really wants them, they can get them. That's what but I'm it's saying. like, are they gonna push? That's what I'm saying, bro. We should be pushing for everybody, bro. Like, what the? We don't have a full class right now. Yeah, we only have thirteen commitments. Thirteen Literally. commitments right now. It's nasty, but the thing is, though. We know we're going to get some guys at the end, probably flip somebody or something like that. You know what I mean? Probably sell somebody on us. But it's just like, what are we doing, though, right now? What are we doing? Yeah, um, it's, it, it, it's sad. I mean, recruiting has never been this bad. It's never been this bad. So. <sighs> and Mullins, he's delaying saying, you know, whenever he's going to get uh, his coordinator. But if, if – if Mullen's smart, he tells these kids who he's like – he doesn't officially announce it, but he pretty much tells these kids who he's going to have. You know what I mean? Like, I th- And then, you know, I think that's what he's going to end up doing because – have to. I mean, because you got kids like – I'll just say, you got kids like Azari Thomas. I mean, who knows? He might be waiting to see who Florida hires. Right, right. So, if you know – if you even know which candidates you're going to have, which guys you're going to, like, truly go after – um, you put that out now. You tell you these kids now. Immediately, immediately. I mean, early signing day is in a month, bro. Like, literally. We yeah, need we, to get the stuff out. Like, like we, we really do. I mean, recruiting has been terrible. I mean, because like I said earlier, what kid wants to go to school, wants to go to Florida right now with so much noise going around? Like, we, like, it's so much uncertainty going around. Of course, kids are going to decommit. It's, it's, it's not... It's not that we don't we we expect it. I it's mean, kids kids want to know um who they're going to be playing for, which coaches are going to be be there. Like kids want to know this. It's nasty, man. I'm hoping that hard we get can get Wesley Besantin because that kid's film is oof. He is well. The weekend he's supposed to make his decision, he is expected on campus. I think. That. I think we'll. I think we'll get him. And that's the guy that I really like. I'm kind of glad we did push for him because he was looking at Florida State and Miami at first. So it was like, do you really want to play against this guy? No, we don't want to play against that kid, bro. He gives O'Shawn Joseph vibes a little bit, not gonna lie. But maybe more maybe more sound tackling wise though. Yeah, and then what's that guy's name from Chicago we offered? That line that guy, I would like to see us make a push for him too. I forgot what his name was. Um hmm. Like it's the guy we offered. Um, man, I forget. I forget what his name was. 
Um, I'll have to look it up. And, um, I'll, um, I'll probably I'll see what his name. I forgot what because we just recently offered him. He's hmm. from Chicago. He he's an Illinois legacy because I think his dad oh. played there. And so people, a lot of big schools just so oh, he's probably gonna go there anyway. But he didn't. And schools like Ohio State, I think, offered him or showed interest in him. Michigan showed interest in him. Florida offered him. Um, so I'm trying to look up. I'm trying to look up his name right now. Um, but I mean, it's not. I like I pretty much forgot what it was. Yeah, it's probably on the offers list. So. AJ Johnson, Dominique, what's Dominique? Uh, it's a guy from Chicago. He's an inside linebacker. It's a guy from Chicago. Yeah, he's, he's an inside linebacker. So, yeah, that that's the guy I want to see. Chicago. And, um, yeah, like I just want to see us guard the pure linebackers now. Right, right. I, I mean, like, that's, got, too like, I'm tired of tweeners. It's pretty sick, bro. It's it's nasty out here. It's nasty. We keep getting tweeners and like, do you know, play to their full potential because they don't even know what they are. Yeah, and um, it's like you don't know whether they're gonna be linebackers or they're or are they safeties. We I mean, literally had a safety. And try to turn him into a linebacker. You can't do these things, bro. Okay, like, so like is he a three star or four star? I think he's a four star. Yeah, he's a four star. Jared Beatty? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, no, it's not him. Jimmy Rolder. Sebastian. Rolder. Oh. You said Rolder? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Rolder. Yeah, yeah him. That's okay. who it is. I couldn't remember his name, but yeah, that's who it is. That's the guy I want to see us go after more. Because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's he's a pure linebacker, so like I I wanna I wanna see us bring him in. I do. He plays baseball too. Yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah he's one of the top baseball prospects in the country too. So we, we gotta get him. Yeah, gotta get him on campus. Get him on my campus. And see, you know what I like to look at is what defensive coordinators want him. You got Cincinnati's defense wants him, Iowa, LSU, Michigan, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, get this kid, get this kid on my campus. <laughs> yeah, just all I'm gonna say is just watch his film. You'll be very impressed. As long as we have a sound line, a sound linebacker that can, you know, diagnose which hole. Because I think one of the issues we had this year is guys don't know what the free, like which hole to even go into, bro. They're just guessing, and then you know, there's a sixty yard run. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, find a way to get that kid on my campus, please. All right. For the, I mean, for the life of us. So, um, you got any final thoughts before um we close it out? Final thoughts, man. I'm just I'm ready to have a good weekend, bro. Go to the Sanford game and. Um, hopefully, you know, we get a lot of touchdowns, bro. Let's, let's have some fun. You're actually going to that game. Yeah, I'm going. I got some free tickets. The girlfriend with you, huh? Yep. We're going to have some fun. 
All right, hates, she hates. She hates. She freaking, bro. She thinks Dan Malone should be gone, but she wants to come on the podcast and talk. Uh, hey man, let's bring on for real. Yeah, bro. She has a lot to say, man. It's crazy because she she hit me on some stuff because you know I guess as a Gator fan, like when we're watching, bro. Sometimes we're kind of by some things like we have our own agendas we we want to push early in the season. But yeah. she she kind of you know just observing it. She was on some things, bro, and like now it's she was right. I'm like, geez. Wait, my question is, does she know the game better than you? No, 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 not at all. Because but, the way you talking to her, it sounds like she does. Nah, she don't know the and, game and at all, does, bro. Oh, we definitely bring her on the show. She don't. She don't know the game like that. She just observes, and she, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, bro, against FAU, she's like, "What's wrong with our defense? Like, why aren't they playing hard?" I'm like. You know, it's the beginning of the season. You know, they're just trying to avoid being hurt. And in the back of my head, I'm like, nah, bro, our defense is cheese. <laughs> our defense is cheese. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Mm. It do sound like she know more than you, but, you know, <laughs> that's another story. For Sadly, bro, she wants Dan Mullen gone. I mean, shoot, can you blame him? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he ain't wrong right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, we, we, hey, bro, she really isn't, bro. She really isn't. She's like, they're firing everybody but the the men. They should be fired. <laughs> and I got mad, but I'm like, she's not wrong, bro. Like, <sighs> no, you can do is say she's always right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she. Yeah, I was saying, why it took you so long to, to say that? Literally, no. Mm. All right, not I don't. <laughs> yeah, you better remember that she always right, bro. Literally, she's always right, and it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, final thoughts for me um, is, guys, let's just go out. Just go out there and just play hard. That's we said this a lot. Just play <laughs> hard. We said this last week, and them boys. <laughs> we said let's have some, just have fun last week. Now we're saying let's play hard. That was not having fun. That was not playing hard last week. That was that was atrocious. What we saw last week, bro. That truck had me crying. Bro, I was laughing so hard, dog. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm saying, I'm. I mean, like I just want, I just want to see better effort, man. I mean. Is it too much to ask? No, it's not. I mean, just show some effort. I mean, maybe the changes that were made are going to help. And hopefully they do help. And hopefully, you know, the guys just go out there, they they just they play hard. They're in the right position. And like things, maybe the defense will be simplified to where, you know, it's easier on them. Right. In the right position to make plays. I mean, just, I just want to see a better product. We know for we know what Florida football should be, and this weekend is a step in that direction. Right. Like when we think about it, let's get Quanley to the swamp too. Get who? Quanley. Yeah. Um. Not happening. <laughs> he hates Florida, bro. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't hate Florida. Oh. But I'm not going after him like that. I don't. I just don't understand. Well, we have to say that for another time, bro. Cause I, I, I can't keep talking about this because I'm gonna get frustrated. I'll just say this: 
he's a lot like some of the receivers we already have on our roster. Oh, Chris. Okay. So, I'm going to just leave it at that. that. That's part of the reason why they're not going after him. Wow. So, I mean, I think I got the song of the week this week. So Yes, you do. Oh. Which bag am I going to go in? Hmm. I kind of want to um, kind of want to use an old Drake song, but just um, which one to use? Because I don't know if I've used this one before or or anything, but I don't think I have. So I'm gonna go Drake with, featuring Rick Ross. Lord knows. Okay. Okay. So. I'm going to go with that because I don't think I've used that song yet. So it's it's kind of one of those songs where you get to thinking like, first of all, Lord knows we need we need better product on the field. <laughs> but yes. also, Lord knows that changes, more changes are coming for the better. I pray. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to have a whole prayer session just in case. But I'm gonna have to pray, bro. I can't keep doing this, bro. I can't keep doing this. If we lose Sanford, though, hey, you heard it here. If we lose Sanford, bro, I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break, bro. I'm telling you, I'm about to live my life. I'm about to focus on myself. This man gonna for real break. He gonna break up with. He gonna break up with his girlfriend. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. Middle break. <laughs> I'm look, look, bro. I'm I'm gonna have to like look. For my mental health, I'm have to just stay away from everything. And then if just oh watch, lord, just watch Florida basketball, especially if they beat Florida State. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, we gotta you know we gotta lock into Gator basketball too, man. Coming up, definitely on the show. Yeah, I I tried to get Eric Foster to join us, but you know, oh, he wasn't able to come on tonight. But I told him, you know, we are gonna try and get him on the show real soon because yeah, because yeah. basketball starting it on. So, hopefully. Uh, we get them on soon because, hey, if Florida beats Florida State in basketball, they end that streak. I'm getting suspended. You said that last time, and what happened? <laughs> yeah, 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 look at you. Said that last time, and now it wouldn't happen. Just pray for my Gators if you're listening, please, bro. Yeah, please, for the love of God. Florida. If you if y'all love y'all fans, please went out. We ain't been good at nothing, bro. I just want to get this all my chest. We got killed in baseball. We got killed this year in football. Ever since we started this podcast, man, y'all been tripping, bro. We can't keep getting on here talking and stressing. Please, somebody win something, please. I mean, if it, if it takes Mike White winning the national championship, I mean, please, bro. We can't keep doing these shows depressed, dog. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I mean, <laughs> like we, you can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> you can't crazy, keep getting bro. away with this, man. Florida, Florida athletics, bro. It, it has us. It has us in a chokehold, bro. It, it literally does, and it's, it's that I can't get out of. I don't think I'll ever be able to get out of it. You know, it started with that bowl game loss. Yes. Wait, hold on! No, it didn't. No, it didn't. LSU kind of started there because that was that was atrocious. But 
we had started this podcast in what February? Yeah, bro. February. February, March, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. You know, this baseball team lost to South Alabama nineteen. Oh my God, dude. And you know, when that happened, it just things just went downhill. It, just, it I mean, just everything. Even like our basketball team had a big win over um we beat West Virginia. And then everything just went to crap, bro. It just went to crap. I mean, we made we made the tournament, but we could have played better, in my opinion, of course, because I'm not gonna lie, Oral Roberts upset me, bro. That game upset me very much. We should have won that game. A sweet sixteen right in our hands, like handed to us. Literally gift wrapped. You can't make this up, bro. Just can't. I mean, it's. I still, I, I couldn't believe it. And we had Eric on the show after that. And then that's when, like, I think yep. that's when, like, two weeks later, we can have two weeks later, the transfers started coming in. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. They, 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 now, now, they let their foot off the gas in the, in the second half. I'm not happy with that, but that first yeah. half, it was really, really good. Yeah, I just I don't want us to get in the habit of taking our foot off the gas. You know what I mean? Like we already have scoring droughts as it is with uh Mike White. But we are, you know, as Eric posted, we are running a five out offense now with more off ball motion and backdoor cuts. So that's gonna be good for us. But we don't so need scoring droughts. Yeah, bro, yeah, it, it does. It was so much different. I was like, like this is really impressive the way this team's moving the ball. Everybody's touching it. Everybody right. um there's it could be anybody that gets hot. Shoot right, ball. right, right. It's yeah. moving sideline, uh, side to side, bro, side to side. It it took Marion Jones a little bit, but once he got in his rhythm, he started really cooking from behind the three-point line. So, yeah. I mean, hey, we forget he was a 15-point scorer at Penn State. So, I mean, so, I mean, we got some guys. We got talented guys on this team. Motivated guys too. That that's what I'm most impressed with. They don't feel like they're entitled or nothing like that. They just want to go after it, bro, and play some basketball. And that's what I love about this team that we have. We have dogs, straight dogs. Definitely, man. We'll definitely try to get Eric on to talk more about it. Probably definitely. try to get him on next week if we can. So absolutely, bro. So, but just know if we beat Florida State, we end that streak. I'm gonna get outlandish on Twitter. I might get outlandish on Twitter. I know I am. I know I am. I'm gonna be hype. We beat them in what seven years now. I mean, that that's too long. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, go ahead and let everybody know where they're gonna follow your new account since you said your old account gonna get suspended. <laughs> Y'all can follow me uh, on my current one right now at I am Breezy I I. I did say before, you know, um, you can follow me on Twitter at AR15 for Heisman, but that didn't happen because we got killed by Georgia. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the new name, you know, if I have to get a new one, it's still in the works. We'll see. I may just add an extra I to this one. <laughs> yeah, they let you. Yeah, but we're going to see. And then what about Instagram? Anything you got that? Or did you yeah, man. Instagram break? Shoot, no, nah, I'm I'm on Instagram, bro. You can follow my Instagram at jlamar underscore ii. I'm on Facebook at Jerry Brown Jr. I don't really get on Facebook much, but yeah, and you can you know even get on my LinkedIn if you're trying to connect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you already know. Jerry well, Brown. If you start Facebook. getting on Facebook. The team will do better. We're in this podcast with that, bro. This man talking crazy. <laughs> but, 
the follow me on Snapchat. So I'll just play it. Don't do that, <laughs> bro. No, it's some bots on Snapchat. Uh, uh-uh, bro. <laughs> They'd be like, "Hi, how are you?" Like, you know, where are you from? I'm like, bro, please stop. Bro. <laughs> I would tell, I would tell you what, which ones be getting on my Snapchat, but no, I'm not. No, 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 no. Av don't no on Snapchat. The answer never, no. never, bro. Not They're weird. They're weird. weird. I'm gonna delete that. Bro, literally, like, yeah, it, it's Snapchat is it's co- it's a cooked product, bro. I'm not gonna cap. <laughs> yeah, they, they get weird on that. I don't know about that no more. Yes. <laughs> but um, you can follow me on Twitter at aceway one and on Instagram at ace underscore way one. I'm on Facebook, Anthony Beck, but you know, I mean, yes, he is. I'm on there. I'm not on there. It depends on what day it is, and um. I'm going to just go ahead and say, like I said, when this pod drops in the morning, your boy will be 29. I do accept cash donations. I'll be stopped. <laughs> 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 so let me stop. Bro, it's 12, it's 12 18 right now, bro. Happy birthday to you, dog. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yes, sir, man. This man is. Hey, bro, look. AB is the GOAT, bro. Like, this man literally. He, you know, really got me. He's like, yo, Jerry, like, you want to do a podcast, bro? And I'm like, podcast, you know, sure. Like, I'm I'm down. And, you know, he honestly, if it wasn't for him, I really wouldn't be on here as much, bro, like, staying consistent. But AB has helped me a lot, bro. And people, have, you know, said so many great things about our podcast and everything. So this guy is great, bro. And you won't find a bigger Gator fan. I can tell you that much. I appreciate the words, man. I really, I really do. You know, yes, start, sir, my boy. Much yeah, love, start, dog. Starting, starting this podcast was the funny thing was I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. Starting this podcast wasn't even my idea. Like the the funny thing was it came <laughs> from a Gator fan on. It came from a Gator fan on Twitter. I forgot what I had tweeted. Um, but she said, you know, hey, you should start a um, you should start a Florida Gators podcast. So I just put the poll up. You know, should y'all believe I should start a yep. podcast? And overwhelming responses were yeses. So I was like, okay, um, let, let's let's do this. So, yep, yep. So it was more. It wasn't even really my idea, but you know, we. I, I appreciate those words for real, though, man. I mean, absolutely, my boy. No, I can. I only. I'm only me. I can only do what I, I can do. You know. Right. Right. You know, and this podcast is connected. This podcast connected us to a lot of people. You know, man, we just, what? We just I'm had Nick Del Torre on the night. He was one of our right. first guests. When you think about it, yeah, he was. He had he on was. here, so bring him on. You know, we've had Corey Bender. You know, Connor. We've had him on there. You know, mm-hmm. we've had Alyssa Lang on here. We've had Andrea Carter, and we definitely got to bring Andrea Carter back on here. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but and, and Alyssa. We're, we're trying to get Cole Cuba. You know, we we've had some we've had some heavy hitters on here. Like, yeah. We've had people on here that I honestly never even thought. I never even thought we could get people get those people on here. So Bro, I never our teamwork, thought, I never dog. thought it was possible. Yeah, so, yeah. And we're aiming for even more, bro. We tried to get one name on here, and AB knew what I'm talking about, but he is. One of my favorite analysts, bro, and he's on SEC Network and everything. One of the goats. I love, I love his his takes. His takes are always awesome. I think I have an idea who it, I know who it is now. Yeah, man. So I, I know who it is. Yep, yep. We still ain't we still ain't good one, but we have to try. We're we're, we're trying, and we're yeah. gonna keep trying. So, yeah, def, definitely, man. Um, 
Yeah, you can also follow the podcast page on Twitter at inside underscore swamping on Instagram at inside underscore Florida Athletics. We do have a Facebook page for the um, podcast. You know, it's just yeah. the name of it, the Swamp Inside Florida Athletics. I mean, so we we do have we do have that. So um, you know, just like subscribe, you know, comment. You know, we're on all streaming platforms. Just. Mm-hmm. Hey, continue to show, continue to show love. Hey, be honest. Like, if you write reviews, be honest. If it's something we can improve on, let us know. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, we we it's like we said, we appreciate all the love and support y'all giving us, man, for real. Absolutely, man. We couldn't do it without y'all, bro. Thank y'all for all the support y'all give us, and um, we are gonna keep bringing y'all content, bro. We just getting started, you know what I mean? And this is, I will say, this this is definitely the worst season that we will have on here. I think the future is bright for us, bro. We won't have no more losing seasons like this. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and speaking of content, some things we're going to try and do, you know, maybe possibly trying to get this on Zoom and connecting it to Apple or maybe going on YouTube. It's a lot of things we can try and do. Yeah, 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 Just, man. I definitely want to get on um, Zoom or something, or even YouTube, how uh, talking to us is. Yeah, because we we want to inter we want to interact with you guys with the fans. Yeah, yeah, right. Y'all get y'all takes as well. So, right. I mean, we know y'all tune in, y'all listen, but you know, getting y'all takes on here as well. Hey, I mean, we we want to hear, we want to see them. I mean, hey, I mean, we're we're trying we're trying to find we're trying to figure out ways to do that, and we're trying to get more merch out too. Trying to yeah, get more merchandise yeah. out too. Yeah, so, I got some I got some um, news on that for you too, and you know all that. I'll, I'll send it to you, bro. Oh, definitely, man, definitely. So, yeah, sure. We we want to get that out to y'all for real. And um, hey, song the song I went with before we forget, Lord knows Drake featuring Rick Ross. So we 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 got one for y'all. So yes, yeah, sir. Any rose, bro. Any rose is elite. Definitely, definitely, yes, sir. With that being said, this has been another great episode of the Swamp Inside Ford Athletics for our guest Nick Del Torre. And your two co-hosts, Anthony Beck and Jerry Brown, we leave y'all as we always do. Go Gators and God bless. Go Gators and God bless y'all, man. Beat Sanford. Beat Sanford. Your worst nightmare, it's my first night here And this girl right here, who knows what she knows So I'm going through a phone, if she go to the bathroom And I'm purse right there, I don't trust these f***ers at all But that's just a result of me paying attention To all these women that think like men with the same intentions Talking strippers and models that try to gain attention Even a couple stars that I'm ashamed to mention But Weezy and Stunner, my only role models Half in Jordan, my only role models That's why I walk around with all this gold on And every time I run into these niggas, they want no problems Bottom sixes and chains, and some braces and rings All of the little accents that make me a king I never hear the disses they try and point out to me But it's whatever if somebody won't make it a thing I'm more concerned with thinking about Christmas and August Do anything to buy gifts for their daughters 
Get some shaker brick in the press And chef it like Mrs. Fields, they making the cookie stretch I know it so well, I know the hustle so well Stunt like I'm working overnight, it's right by the motel Drug money, outfit, record clean Spend it all on me and my f***ing team Matching rollies for real, matching rovers for real Places they say they been, we actually going for real I'm really killing shit all the jiggy rapping, I'm going trigger happy just to see my n****s happy Mixtape legend, underground kings Looking for the right way to do the wrong things With my new just living in Palm Springs Young ass, lifelong dreams They take the grace from the past and compare us I wonder if they'd ever survive in this era In a time where it's recreation I'll pull all your skeletons out the closet like Halloween decorations I know of all the things that I hear they be poking fun at Never the flow though, they know I run that You all, I claim that whenever I change rap forever The gang back together, yeah Why am I remain that forever in the same place My brother Wayne that forever I'm a descendant of either Marley or Hendrix I haven't figured it out cause my story is far from finished I'm hearing all of the jokes, I know that they trying to push me I know that showing emotion don't ever mean I'm a f***y Know that I don't make music for n****s who don't get f***y So those are the ones I count on to diss me or overlook me Lord knows, Lord knows, I'm heavy, I got my weight up Robinson Booster rate up, it's time that somebody paid up A lot of n****s came up off of a style that I made up But if all I hear is me, then who should I be afraid of? Bought a white ghost, now she it's getting spooky, very, very scary Like what you see in the movies And it's y'all drinks on the house like Snoopy That's why all the real soldiers salute me Trill, for real You know I love this YOLO, you only live once I'm going so hard I swear on Every day is another opportunity to reach that goal I fell in love with the pen, started in the ink The hustle's an art, I painted what I would think Still allergic to broke, prescription straight to the paper Destined for greatness, but got a place in Jamaica Villa on the water with the wonderful views Only fat in a sauna with jewels When they got a yacht, I'm talking carnival cruise And he's talking like they mad they not in my shoes It's the red bottom boss, came to buy the bar Every bi week, I'm bound to buy a car Murder say these bins are that bubble double R Head like splicking, looking like a falling star Every day them hammers bang, whipping yay like anime I run a game, but the ladies think I'm running game Mean coats make your woman wanna fornicate Rose and Drake, I'm getting cake, nothing short of great 